Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking About Balls. I am Justin George, joined as always by Tim Bucktu, and not joined today by Kyle. Kyle is, of course, in Las Vegas. I'm sure he sends his love. Hopefully, he's having a good time, enjoying himself. Uh, he's there for, I think, like a golf thing or something like that. Um, I got my boy Tim Bucktu filling in. Best producer at Redline Radio, What's for those up? of you that don't know. What's up, dude? I'm good, man. <laughs> I'm trying not to look at you because I'm going to fucking laugh. <laughs> I love this. I love this so much. This is an inside joke between between talking about balls here, and I fucking love everything about it. Um, but anyway, welcome to the show. For those of you that are new, I just started sharing on a, a podcast, a bunch of podcast pages, because that's the way to grow the brand. Try to get some eyes and ears out there. So if you're watching for the first time, say hello. Thank you for watching. Um, talking about balls is a sports show. Been doing it for years with the guy who's not here right now, uh, Kyle. And it, we're Cleveland-based, so we talk mainly Cleveland sports. But, of course, any topic, any any big news, things happen in the world of sports, uh, we talk about it. So, <clears throat> without further ado, this kind of has ties to Cleveland because he's an ex-Cleveland athlete. So, uh, we're going to talk about a couple people that are suspended. And that is, of course, why he's not here today. Conspiracy Carl got suspended. He tweeted out about the Jews. And I can't have that represented on Talking About Balls. Kyle's in Vegas. Conspiracy Carl was supposed to be my fill-in for the day, but of course, if any of you follow him on social media, his anti-Semitic rhetoric that he posts, uh, I don't stand for it. So I, I put my fist down, my foot down, whatever. Um, I pulled an Adam Silver. I suspended Conspiracy Carl for five episodes. So just like they did to Kyrie. Pulled a JG Silver. I did. I don't fuck around. I don't mess around here. I run a tight ship. Everybody knows that. That's right. Uh, but of course, for those of you that have seen it, Kyrie Irving. Uh, suspended. I talked about it last week. I went on a little bit of a rant because I don't. I don't like the topic of what he was promoting. I don't. I don't agree with anything anti-Semitic. I don't. Um, I just don't put up with it. I. I. I think it's disgusting. And what do you mean, Tim Lee? Tim looks great. I mean, if he could have, he could have moved all the equipment to the table up here and sat at the desk with me. But we kind of figured it was. We like, we like it like this, Lee. Yeah, I like the floating head. Yeah. I love it. What's up, Dave? Hope you're having a good time. I said Dave's in Utah. Hopefully, uh, avoid Mormon churches, man. I could see them getting you. I don't need I don't need to lose Dave to Mormonism or whatever it's called. I don't need you getting sucked in, man. Um, come back in one piece. He's out there in Utah slash Vegas also. I don't know if him and Kyle are going to link up. Hopefully they can. That'd be cool. Um, but back to Kyrie Irving. So he tweeted, of course, last week a link to H2N, the documentary slash book. And very anti-Semitic. It's got a lot of things in there that have been completely discredited, uh, very false, very hateful, just disgusting stuff, despicable things, truthfully, um, which is bad enough in itself. He has since deleted the tweet. He has since given a very half-assed apology. And he, of course, was suspended for minimum five games from the New uh, Brooklyn. Yeah, they're Brooklyn now, not New Jersey. Um, the Brooklyn Nets, he was, you saw him on the flight, though, didn't you, Dave? You guys are on the same flight. I don't think that counts. You need to actually see him at like a bar or a restaurant. Um, but they, they forced the suspension on him. They said minimum five games and he met with the owner. I actually, I think I take that back. I think I read that he actually ignored the owner's text. I don't know if you saw that. I didn't see it. Yeah. The owner of the Nets reached out to him uh, directly. And I guess Kyrie just blew him off. Um, I don't know if this was before or after the suspension, but whatever happened, they, they butted heads It led to the suspension. He is now, he's, I think he's served three of the five games or something like that at this point, maybe four. Uh, I read a thing that he met with Adam Silver, who is the, of course, the commissioner of the NBA, and 
he came out with, again, it was a half-assed apology. It, it wasn't sincere. And I'm not asking Kyrie to come out with an apology because I do feel like he is very stubborn in his ways. He has his mindset, whether you agree with it or, or don't. I, I fully don't agree with it. Everyone is entitled to their own thoughts, though. I can't, you can't control somebody and tell them what to think, uh, right or wrong. With that being said, the suspension, I think, was out of line. I think that it sets a bad precedent. It basically says everything that LeBron stood against um, with the shut up and dribble thing. I feel like his, if his uh, co-workers, if you will, his colleagues, other players, if they spoke out and said, like, what he did is wrong, like he shouldn't have done something like that, I'm cool with that. Getting punished, though, and doing a forced apology, I, I feel like it's just, it, it, I, I don't fall for it. Maybe other people do. Maybe people saw it and they're like, that Kyrie's a great guy now. He's turned, changed his ways. For me, I don't see it. I don't think he doesn't mean it. He, It was so fake and phony. He just did it basically to get his to get his money rolling back in because he's going to lose sponsors. He's going to lose game checks because he's suspended. He just wants to get back on the court and make money. Which I don't think it was, it was fair at the whole because it's like, so are people not allowed to be free thinkers anymore? Right. Like freedom of speech is supposed to be a part of our constitution yet you get fined for it. And I don't even think he said anything. He just posted something. He brought right. awareness or something. Right. So, I mean, I, I feel like, I mean, I, I feel like he, he was saying something that was maybe more bashing or more um, even uh, in hate right. in some way. I don't think it was any of that. I just feel like he just brought awareness. And I mean, like Adolf Hitler wrote a book, Mein Kampf. It's it's my struggle. If you translate it, it it's just a book. If people read it, maybe they were like, "Wow, it was actually a good book. Like it was interesting. Whatever." It doesn't mean you you side with Hitler and you agree with everything he says. You can read books and, and learn about things you don't agree with. Um, that's why I feel like him him tweeting it. I think is wasn't a good look because you are a guy who has millions of followers. People are very influenced influenced these days. <clears throat> If you pay attention to the media, like there are people that get duped all the time. They hear one conspiracy, they go with it. They don't really look up facts. They don't really do research. They just kind of believe what they're told to believe. And there are probably kids out there and young adults that look up to Kyrie. They, they, they worship him. I know when I was a kid, Michael Jordan, Allen Iverson, these great basketball players, I loved them. My first tattoo is the same tattoo Allen Iverson has on his arm. I got it strictly because of Allen Iverson. I'm very influenced by athletes and stuff like that. That's my whole life. I love sports. So Kyrie doing that definitely is a dangerous thing. You are potentially influencing young people. So maybe if he made that post and then if he followed it up with some some research, maybe some information, that would be a different story instead of just posting it and kind of leaving it alone, getting ridiculed, getting the backlash and not saying anything about it. I feel like he kind of dug his own grave in that situation. But I do feel like the suspension was unwarranted. So, so as far as that goes, I guess a little bit. But that's still, that's still him... You know, I feel like feeding into the free, free thinking, free, free thought. Um, I just feel like that keeps an open mind instead of putting your beliefs on someone else. Right. We are getting a caller here, actually, on the Fitz Trashman call line. Call, hello, caller. Who's this? Maybe we can't hear you. <laughs> hello, is this Dave? Are you calling from a Mormon camp? <laughs> Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm with you on that. I just think like there, there does need to be, I feel like if you're a pro athlete, if you're a public figure, you are held to a higher standard, which that's just the way it is. Uh, how many people have been canceled for saying something stupid, for posting something stupid? They immediately get canceled. I don't think that that's fair. I think that they should have, 
maybe Kyrie does. I think they they had him donate money to a Jewish foundation or something like that, and they had him sit down with like leaders of a Jewish community. I feel like that stuff's good. That's not not even the. I don't, I don't even think forcing him to make a payment is a good idea. I think just having him sit down with people to discuss, like you said, an open mind. If Kyrie has his thoughts, have him sit down with people with opposing thoughts. They can sit down, have a civil conversation. Maybe they walk away learning something, or maybe they don't. That it is what it is. Um, but I feel like the forced apology, the the forced he had to make the payment. It's just it, it all is just to shut people up. It's hush money essentially, and I didn't fall for it. I think the NBA thinks people are a lot dumber than they really are. Um, I don't think Kyrie's changed his opinion at all in any bit. And I don't, I don't think he should. I mean, like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I didn't see exactly what was said and I stay on my own lane anyway. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, you know, I, I don't know if I would even say if I was poor, I guess what exactly he posted. Um, but I feel like you should allow people to be free thinkers. I do agree with the whole, he's, he's a leader. So or he's at least a role model. Um, so, you know, people definitely look up to you. So what, what you might put out there, they may be easily influenced into thinking your way. I do agree with that. Um, I just really feel like, you know, you should be able to, I mean, one, it was on Twitter. Twitter is supposed to allow you to be more free. Isn't that what Elon Musk? Unless you make fun of Elon Musk. <laughs> there's there's free speech. You're allowed to do whatever you want. But if you badmouth Elon Musk or pretend to be him, you're immediately suspended. <laughs> instantly, instantly, instantly gone. Um, which, I mean, that is what it is uh, still. But it's just like, you should be able to, I should be able to tweet this. I should be able to say how I feel as a person that I'm, I'm, I'm showing that I have a free mind um, and that the choices I make are mine. You know, not I'm not being controlled by anyone, you know, per se. Yeah, you have to show that there are rules and regulations to anything that you do. But at the same time, like I should still be able to have a conversation. Right. That's exactly like I think if Kyrie would have doubled down on his not doubled down, but if he would have come out after and said, here's why I posted that. Here's what I learned from this documentary. And then sit down with people that maybe can tell him like, OK, you think you learned this. That's wrong. That's incorrect information. Yeah. Here's what really happened. Here's real history. I feel like there are there's there's an option for a, a, a smart discussion. It yeah. shouldn't just instantly be delete the post suspension, excuse me, pay a fine and then go back and play like nothing happened. Yeah. I feel like that's just not, it's, it's, it's fake. It's very phony. Um, what's up, uh, Abel? What's going on, Abel? Um, but yeah, I just think it was very disingenuous. It wasn't real. Uh, the whole situation was handled poorly. I do think, though, the Nets looked a little bit better without Kyrie on the court. There's a lot of people saying that. They're like, well, the Nets are actually winning. Uh, I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but the common denominator is Kyrie Irving not being on the court, but also Steve Nash not being the coach. So there's two two things to add in there in the equation. I think Steve Nash not being the coach. Might be I think that, that made Kevin Durant want to play a little bit more. He hated Steve Nash. I mean, just a few months ago, he goes, this is how shitty the Nets are, though, and this shows you why they suspended Kyrie, why they handled this poorly. Kevin Durant goes, I either want to be traded or I want Steve Nash fired. So what do the Nets do? They say, notable, they keep Steve Nash. They they do not trade Kevin Durant. They start the season off. They're one of the worst teams in the league. They fire Steve Nash. You wasted your entire training camp. You could have had a new coach. You could have made your star player happy and progressed. Instead, now you're regressing because you're starting from scratch midseason. It just shows you how stupid they are. It's a very poorly run organization. The guy, the owner just throws money at people. I remember when he bought the team and they traded for 
old ass Kevin Garnett, old ass Paul Pierce. They they got the fucking it was basically Ray the retirement Young. home for the Celtics, and they, they were like, they I think Young they did get Ray on for a minute. For a they took that they took that trio from Boston after they were already over the hill and sucked, and they're like, come to come to uh, New Jersey or Brooklyn, wherever the fuck. I think they were still in Brooklyn then. And either way, and they're like, come here, let's see how this works. And they sucked. They were terrible. It was a waste of money. He gave Garnett like a huge contract. Um, and overall, even since they've got Kevin Durant, they've been an okay team. You have Kevin Durant. You have Kyrie Irving. You traded for Ben Simmons. You had at one point James Harden, and you still suck. It doesn't make any sense to me. It really doesn't. I, I definitely think it's got to be the environment at this point. It, 100%. There's, there's toxicity in there, and it's just could it have been James Harden? There were rumors that him and Kyrie hated each other. They fought every day at practice. Yeah. They get rid of him. They bring in Ben Simmons. Hasn't gotten better. No. At so all. who is the real problem on this team? Is it Kyrie? It could be Kyrie. They said Kyrie uh, caused issues in Boston. Yeah. I, I, in Cleveland, even. He, he, he forced his way out. He went to Boston, caused problems. People hated him. He lied. He's like, oh, I'm going to stay here forever. I'm going to retire Celtic. Immediately left when he got the chance. Right. He's a weird guy. Most people always say that like he's just strange. He keeps to himself. He's not a very friendly teammate, which you don't have to be. I feel like there's a there's a weird misinterpretation with sports that you have to be like best friends with your teammates. I think if you look at a team like the Cavaliers, it really looks like they are friends. They do look like they're a whole family, and it looks like it kind of works when you when you when everybody's happy, shit goes kind of well. Um, they look like they have friends giving like every day, every single day. It's like they text each other like "Good morning," like they're all so happy to wake up. Like it's just like a group a group hug as soon as they see each other for breakfast or something. Like it, it's a weird chemistry, but I love it. I mean, I couldn't be happier that it's happening to Cleveland. But hey, the Brooklyn situation's a mess. I think they handled it poorly. Again, Kyrie needs to be educated on some things, and maybe other people need to be educated on that. I, I personally didn't see the movie either, so I can't speak for what it says. All I can see are the reviews and like people posting about it, and they, they all say it's hateful, it's wrong, it's this and that. But I've never done my own research, so I can't really condemn it, and I can't. You know, say anything either way. I don't know enough about it. Yeah, I, I don't know absolutely anything. I think I've seen like a partial of the tweet mm-hmm. like that he posted. I like I, I didn't see what he what exactly was posted. Um, one because I stay out of other most other folks' business. Right, I think that's <laughs> the easiest way to do it. But uh, to I me, mean, like every everything nowadays is always misinterpreted. Like you know, it's not what the person meant. It was not how they said it. Um, it was just that was how they twisted the words to come out to we're in a day and age where you're you're guilty until proven innocent yeah there's no longer like okay he tweeted this let's find out why he did that right. it's just he tweeted this he's an anti-semite he's racist he's this it's he's just immediately everything. everyone's condemned you're just the worst person because the of something you didn't even get a chance to open your mouth and go hold on here's what happened it's just piece of shit. you're done that's it and, and it's a shame but that is just what happens in the world these days it's definitely, it definitely sucks. It, um, and speaking from like a comedian standpoint, like that's one thing that we're supposed to be more cautious of. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I don't, I, I really stand on what I say and what I mean. And I'm usually not a bad, you know, I don't think about anything bad, right. or anything hateful. Um, if I'm making a joke about it, it's a joke. Yeah, and most so, of the stuff you're, you're more like, you you talk about yourself a lot. So yeah, you're not hurting anybody's absolutely. feelings. Like right. your stuff's about you. It's real. Like it's not like you're making fun of. You're not roasting the crowd. I mean, I'm sure you can, but yeah. But I'm, I mean, for, for me, most of the time I'm coming after me. But obviously, after a while, I'm not gonna be able to talk about myself. I'm gonna have to talk about what's going on in right. the world. So I mean, it, it, I mean, you know, we we have to be more cautious, I guess, about what we say because we can get canceled at any moment. Right. But it's like, you know what? If I can't speak freely, like then why would I speak? 
right. It makes you, it makes you sit there and go, well, shit, I got something I want to say, but I'm worried that someone's going to take it the wrong way and I'm fucked. So I'm just not even going to do it. Yeah. So it gets people to be quiet. Like your freedom of speech is basically, you're putting a clamp on everything. Yeah. So like, why even speak? Like for the Kyrie thing though, I'm not by no stretch. Am I comparing him to Hitler or anything like that? But the one scary thing though, is that a person of his, his influence with the amount of people that he reaches with, with the posts like that, there are influential kids out there, people that could see that and they could immediately just think it's true. And that's the thing that like the Jewish community is trying to push for the Kyrie situation of like, we're not saying you're going to start another Holocaust, but the way Hitler rose to power was by pushing false narratives about Jewish people and it spread enough, people started believing it. So that's kind of the situation with Kyrie is everybody's like, just be careful with what you're using out there. You have a voice, you have a platform, just be smart when you're posting things. If you are going to post something, again, if you wanted to post about that documentary, put a follow-up tweet like, hey, I watched this. Didn't agree with all of it. Learn this, learn that. Maybe that's something like that. People could go, okay, he's learning. It's an educational thing. To just post it and not say anything is where people are like, well, what were you trying to say? But why do I have to defend that? Like, why, why do I really have to come and defend everything, every little thing that I do? That's like, that's like how, how are you micromanaging my life? Right. I think for him, it's, it, it's two ways. First one, the most important one is, from what I've read, again, I didn't see the documentary. From what I've read about it, it's very hateful against Jewish people. Like, it's almost like not essentially telling you to hurt them, but it's saying, like, they're evil, they're horrible, they need to be this and that. So I feel like for the hateful side of it, there needs to be some sort of, like, some sort of explanation. Because it is just, it's straight up hateful on people. Like, if, like for instance, if somebody made it, if somebody posted a video about the Klan, I feel like you need to explain why you're doing that because that group is just about hate. There's no real, like, they're not going to come back and be like, well, you know what? We had second thoughts. Like the clan, you know what you're getting out of something like that. You know where they stand. And and I guess that's the thing with this documentary. Again, I didn't see it. But what I saw is basically it's saying like Jewish people are awful and this and that. So I feel like a little explanation. I also think, though, that with him being a pro athlete, I'm sure there's stuff in his contract. Unfortunately, it's not freedom of speech when you're under a contract. They can tell you what you can and can't do. So I'm wondering if that's a case, too. If they basically said you delete this now because you're breaching your contract. And then he was like, oh, shit. All right, delete. Like, something like that. Well, that I guess I can understand. Because, I mean, that you are breaking. You, like, if you if you say, hey, I won't tweet yeah. X and X words. And if I tweet X and X words, that's just like um, any, any, mostly any company that you work for. If you bash them on social media, exactly. it's like instantly. Instant and that's, I'm sure, what the Nets told Kyrie. When he did that, it not only gave him a black eye, it gave the Nets a black eye. Everyone's going, this organization's letting him do this. So they're yeah. like, fuck, we have to step in and do damage control. Kyrie, you can't do this. You're making us look bad. You're going to cost us money. That I can understand. It's almost like it's just, it's it's a business standpoint. Yeah, that I can understand. But then I guess they have to also understand that he's still going to get scrutinized. So at that point, you have to back your plan. Right. And I don't, I think, I don't think they do. Yeah. I don't think they have, they're not in Kyrie's corner. I think it's first chance to get rid of him, they would do that. Yeah. They probably definitely still under that book on her. Yeah, I think they're done with him. Like all the shit he's causing. Again, when he's not on the court, they look okay. They don't look bad. So he's <laughs> he's very replaceable for how good he is. He's a replaceable dude. Uh, so we'll see what happens with them. It's a mess. Um, uh, for me, though, I mean, again, I, I don't his flat earth thing. That's something. It is what it is. You're not hurting anybody. The anti-Semitism thing. That's like you got to really toe the line because that that's a lot of history there, and it wasn't that long ago for being what. 80 years ago, give or take, was the Holocaust and all that shit. Um, yeah. It's a slippery slope. And then for him to bring up stuff that happened in, like, 
again, I, I briefly skimmed with the documentary about it. it's going back to like, uh, I think it was like Israel and like Jerusalem back with like Jesus and biblical times and stuff like that. Like who really knew what happened back there? How, how could somebody read a documentary like, or watch a documentary and be like, that, that opened my eyes. That's got to be accurate because I, I just believe what this person says because they Googled something one day. Like, I don't know. I just don't know who the fuck has actual history from back then. Any, it's like it's kind of like what's the game that they uh, that they play uh, was it like telephone or something like that? Exactly. You start off with a rumor, and by the time it gets to the end, who knows what it really was? You know what I mean? It's changed so much, and that's like this shit. Like, I'm not a religious person myself, so I don't know anything about this shit. But going back to like you know Joseph and Jesus and these people and all these like I don't even know half the names. Like, who knows what was really going on? If any of that even happened, it could have just been hey, we got to make up a nice little story. So there it is. Yeah. So it's weird. I, I just that's why it's hard for me to believe any of that shit when there's no actual evidence backing it up. I'm a very, very give me proof, give me evidence, or else I just can't believe it. That's just who I am as a Show person. Show me the car facts. Hundred percent. I am. I want facts, figures, and science. That's what I believe in. <laughs> um, but yeah. So Kyrie Irving essentially got conspiracy Carl suspended. So that's why I'm solo today. God damn it, Kyrie. That's what he does. Conspiracy Carl, man. There, he, he believes everything. Um. Very, very hatred. Very, very hateful person. Um, moving on. I couldn't find my boo button. <laughs> it's all right. Conspiracy Carl can't hear this anyway. I banned him from the show. He can't even watch it. Um, sticking with basketball, sticking with something fun. Cavaliers. We talked about them a little bit earlier. Yeah. Cavaliers are doing very well. They're doing amazing. Was that the eighty-two? Yeah, and Milwaukee got their first loss of the season. So that's why I was. I think that's why I was more bummed about their loss on Monday night, the Cavs. Because yeah. if we won, we'd have had the same record as the fucking... I actually, I think we'd be one game ahead of, of Milwaukee. And yeah, we blew a lead um, in that game. I think we went into the fourth quarter with like a 12-point lead, of course. Yeah. West Coast, back-to-back. Guys were kind of tired. They got tired clearly in the fourth quarter. Uh, the, the Clippers were okay. They they came back. Paul George is a great player still. Still a great, amazing player. I really wanted the Cavs to get him just because we share a last name. So I was like, if we get Paul George, I am fucking buying every piece of merchandise I can find because I was so excited. Everything that got George on it. Everything. Like, I'd buy those fucking <laughs> stupid socks people get with, like, the players. I don't understand that one. Who, who buys socks with a player's picture on it? I've never understood that. But they apparently sell. Uh, but I would have those if they had George on it for sure. Uh, that would be pretty sweet. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I think that would be pretty sweet. I was really excited for that to happen when they were, they were close <laughs> to trading for him a couple years ago. Oh, my God. I was so excited. There he is. There's Kyle. I wonder. Kyle, I, I, thought, up, man? I was thinking Kyle was the one trying to call in a little bit ago, but maybe he wasn't. <laughs> I don't think it was him. It was like a four-one-three. Oh, okay. I don't know that one. It was yeah, just somebody trying to collect bills. I kind of like your spot, man. I don't. I mean, I, I don't. I know I don't necessarily fit in your spot, Kyle, <laughs> but it, it feels good. It feels good. Hold on, I have to show him the trick. Oh yeah, this is. Uh, we call this the Lee Money. <laughs> For those of you at home, we we love this. So this is an inside joke with talking about balls. If you ever watch Steel City Running Lates on Sunday, unless he's fixed it, I, they haven't done a show in a, in a week or so. And they actually haven't been. What's up, Robert? How you guys doing? How's Vegas? First time for everybody besides Kyle or everybody else been there? Getting the caller. Getting another caller. Thank you for calling the, the Fit Strats Ben Cleaning Service LLC hotline. Who's this? <laughs> he, he, thinks up, he thinks he's talking to a phone screener right now.
What's going on? How's Vegas? It is a, I forgot, I forgot to even mention that part. You're going to do so much walking and then you're going to spend a lot of money. It's really hot at times and then it gets cold at night. It's really fucking weird. Yeah, you almost never fully catch a buzz unless you stop and stay at the same place for a long time. Oh, they're everywhere, yeah. You have a one one game lead. I'm sorry, you cut out. What was the question? Uh, I don't know. I haven't made mine to be honest. I, I just wrote yours down and gave them to Tim. I'm gonna kind of wing it as I do the show. I don't I don't like to think too much about my picks. If I overthink it, that's where I fuck up. In the beginning of the sh beginning of the year, I was overthinking them, and that's why I had a deficit. Now I'm just winging it right on the spot, and I'm about to take the lead more than likely at the end of this week. I like winning. Speaking of speaking of winning, you better win some money. Hey, that's a wash. That's fair. At least somebody's winning. All right, man. Have a great time. It was great talking to you. See ya. That was Kyle checking in from Viva Las Vegas, everybody. Kyle is my co-host. He uh, First show he's ever missed. He had a trip for Vegas and can't pass up an opportunity like that. And I respect all that. Uh, Robert said he's been here nine times this year. Do you mean in your life or just this year? That's a lot of trips to Vegas in one year. I haven't done the same thing nine times this year at all besides go to work. That's like it. And show up here. Nine times is a fucking lot. That's dedication. Congrats, though, if that's the case. I might have snatched my balls nine times this year. I've done that, yeah. I'm, I'm probably in the hundreds, if not thousands of that. But going somewhere, like physically getting off my couch and doing something nine times, that's that's asking too much. I don't even think I cut my grass that much this year. I'd skip a few weeks because I'm lazy. I've been to Sweet Mango nine times. That's fair. I respect that. That's that, that makes sense. That's quick. That's convenient. You're not getting on a plane or driving or whatever. That's 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 way easier. Vegas, though, nine times. It's fucking, I went there once. That was this was my first time this year. And I'm not going to lie. I'm good on going back for quite some time. It was fine. It was fun. It wasn't wasn't life changing for me. I'm not a gambler, though. So it's just I don't like the heat. I don't gamble and I hate being outside. So Vegas really wasn't for me. They're like, oh, let's go walk the strip. And I'm just sweating my ass off. I can feel it dripping down my back. I'm like, this is fucking miserable. Like, it's April. I shouldn't be this sweaty. In Ohio, it's a nice, calm 60-ish degrees in April. In Vegas, it was 120. Damn. It was so, it felt like 120, at least to me. Uh, when I went to Vegas, it was in, uh, it was in uh, February. <clears throat> we left February 29th of 2020. Mm -hmm. um, oh, right before COVID. Right before COVID. It was actually chilly. Really? It was really chilly until the last day. The last day, it was hot as balls. So my first time I was supposed to go to Vegas was going to be two months after that. I was supposed to be there April of 2020 for the draft, and it all got canceled. And then I just kept rebooking the flight and, like, holding on to my credit. I used it for this year, but 
took two years. I was supposed to be in Vegas right before COVID. Everything got fucked. Yeah, that's why. That's why that was the first time I was on a plane too. Like it was like the it was like the best experience ever too. Cause like I got on the plane. Uh, that was your first flight. No first shit. Flight. Uh, I got on the plane. Uh, the guy knew I was nervous because like I was like I could see you kind of see it. Um, he was talking me through it. He was like, "Man, it's you know it's really not that bad." No, uh, I didn't know this guy at all. Um, so I put on my headphones and I'm just getting you know we finally in the air at this point because it was like a 45 minute delay. So I'm already thinking in my head like, "Oh, we're gonna die." Yeah, you're like, "Oh God, what's wrong with the plane?" Like, <laughs> so I'm sitting in a death trap. Right. <laughs> so I put on my headphones. I'm trying to get in my you know I'm getting my zone. While we in the air, because everybody tells you about the turbulence. Oh yeah, and it happens. They tell you about the takeoff, but nobody tells you about the tilting in the air. Like yeah, you're just going. Yeah, shit moves a little bit. Yeah, so I'm like, the fuck is this? And like, you see the like. Sometimes it's not turbulent, so they, they won't even like have like the stay in your seat sign. It's just a quick little jolt, a little rattle. And yeah. it's funny when you see the stewardess out, out with the carts, and like shit just shakes a little bit. Yeah. You just see them hold it like. Okay, this is normal because they're used to it. They do this 10 times a day. Right. So everybody else is like, oh, fuck. Like, am I dying? Like, what's happening right now? I love looking at the panic. I'm I'm a very calm person on a plane because I'm I'm very practical. So I look at it as if something goes wrong in this plane, 99% chance I'm dead. It is what it is. Like, I'm, I can't panic if we're the turbulence. Like, if I hold on to my seat tighter, that'll save me. I'm just like, whatever. I'm going to keep reading my book. And if it goes down, it goes down. That's I'm that's, very calm. That's kind of how where I got, like, got to, but it was just be before yeah, for, for a first timer, especially yeah. like I've been on a million planes, so like it's nothing to me. Yeah, that's it, that shit was nerve wracking. But when we got in the air, the you know they're giving the drinks and stuff, and uh, the dude stopped the, the, uh, the stewardess. He's like, "Yeah, it's the first flight," and she's like, "You want some drink? I got Pepsi, Coke, Jack." I was like, "Sure, I'll take the You're Jack." Like, yes, ma'am. And she's like, "You want to chase it with something? No, just Jack. Yeah, I'll chase it with more Jack." So she gave me two shots. Oh no, shit. For free, like really? Like, yes. God, I hope she didn't pay for it. That's like $100 on an airplane. That shit's not cheap. You remember those little-ass bottles? They don't fuck around with the price. Yeah, it was dope, man. It was it was, it was, was great. Um, and then the second time getting on the plane going home, I was so comfortable. I'm like, oh, I just want to get my fucking wings. Back. Yeah, you're fine. You're yeah. totally used to it. You're like, I'm going to do this shit every day. This is nothing. Basically. I remember my first flight, I think, with my wife. Uh, we were flying <laughs> to Punta Cana or something like that. Or coming back. I don't remember which way. It is what it is. And... We're, we're coming back or we're flying and she says the turbulence was like some of the worst she's ever experienced. This is according to my wife. And she's like, it's, it was so scary. And I think we were sitting on opposite aisles, like the way the seating just worked out. And she's like, I look over at you. She's like, I'm terrified. We have this fucking horrible turbulence. I look over. She's like, you're just reading your book. You didn't even notice. Like you're just flipping pages. I'm like, cause I don't care. Like what the fuck can I do? I have no control over this thing. I'm in a giant fucking tube in the sky flying. It's magic. Like, I, I, I don't know anything about it. I can't do shit. If that thing goes down, I'm fucked. I don't care. It's magic. It's like, I it really is. Like I, I felt like I was on a fucking dragon. It was like Game of Thrones. I'm just up there like, oh, shit, looking out the window. Like It's all cool to me. But I know I love flying. It is scary. Though. I could only imagine going the first time and like you're, as an adult. Yeah, first time. Definitely as an adult. And like I said, the 45-minute delay fucked me up. Right yeah, now. that too. Your first time. You're kind of just, all you're thinking is like, you see the guys outside with those fucking giant wrenches. They tell the engine issue. And they're like, like oh, no, yeah, we're just, we have to thaw something and defrost this. And you're like, what the fuck? How, I don't want the plane to be frozen. That can't be good. I don't I don't get it. It is scary, though. But mm, when you're up there, nothing you can do. There was nothing I could do. I, I figured, you know. My life is in the pilot's hands. I hope he's having a good day, and I hope he's a good pilot. And that's all I can hope for. That's it. And if so, I hope he didn't just get just enough booze. Not too much. Just <laughs> enough. The right amount of booze. 
All right. Uh, but, yeah, I had a question I wanted to run by you, Tim, because this is a controversial thing with the Cavaliers. And I don't necessarily agree with it, but do you think Darius Garland kind of holds the team back a little bit? So I can see why this would be a question. Um, because, all right, so you you bring in Donovan Mitchell to what at this point is Garland's team. Yeah. Garland's an all-star. You know, and then you bring in a superstar to basically take over. Um, obviously, once uh, once there's now a split between the power, essentially, you you obviously run into where are they going to bump heads? Right. Um, so it could definitely it could definitely be an issue, but I feel like these guys like each other's enough that like they, they that they're going to work through that. Um, with that being said, Garland has been balling like. He has really been doing pretty decent. Like, so the reason I bring the question up was because I know you said you didn't watch it, and I didn't watch it all either. I had to watch a replay. Monday night against the uh, the Clippers, a lot of people are saying the reason they lost was because at the end of the game, Garland tried to take the game over. He had a bunch of turnovers, missed a lot of shots. People are like, maybe the ball shouldn't be in Garland's hand in crunch time. It needs to be in Mitchell's hand. But everyone said exactly what you said. They go, this is Garland's team. He's been here the longest. He's an all-star. Uh, bringing in Mitchell obviously is tremendous, but it's still Garland's team. But now you're seeing firsthand in crunch time, the ball went to Garland. The other games when Garland wasn't playing, crunch time, the ball went to Donovan Mitchell. We won all those games. First game with real controversy, I guess, is back against the wall for Garland. Didn't come through. I get it. Regular season, it's early. I don't expect the Cavs to go 60 and, or, or 81 and 1 or whatever the fuck those, the, the, however many games they play. I knew losses were coming. But one like this where you blow a lead, again, on a back-to-back, so I understand they're probably tired. That's a lot of basketball in 24 hours, give or take. Um, but turned it over, missed a lot of shots. Donovan Mitchell probably doesn't do that. So it has a lot of people thinking, like, Garland, it's still his team, but in situations like that, kind of needs to know his role and take a step back and let Donovan Mitchell do his thing. Because like you said, you have an all-star, great player, but you have a superstar in Mitchell. Yeah. Which is definitely fair. I, I can see I can see why that would be an issue. But you have to you also have to think these are character building games. It's That's how I look at it. I hope they learn. Yeah, it's very early. It's very early on. You have to at least give them that chance to to mess up the game. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, it sounds crazy, but you have like one. We have a great great start to the to the season. Yeah, I mean, that was a loss was coming. You're yeah. not going to win them all. Right, right, and he's also. Coming off an eye injury, yep. So he got to get used to playing with this, with this not one hundred percent eye. So obviously, with with that being a little hindrance, and not to give him an excuse, because it's not, you know, obviously, if you see that you're off, you got to give it to the next guy, right? Um, so you know, you definitely as a as a leader of the team, you also have to know when you need to put put the ball in other people's hands. And that was a big knock with LeBron. I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. No, you're good. That was pretty much it. Okay, I was going to say, that was a big knock with LeBron when he was here, and like still to this day, everyone always would, would make fun of him and say, oh, LeBron doesn't want the game-winning shot. He, he gives the ball away. I just feel like LeBron's trying to make the best basketball decision. If LeBron's double-teamed, he shouldn't be forced to take a shot. That's an ugly shot. He doesn't have good footing, whatever. Give it to a guy that's wide open. That's a smart basketball play. Exactly. But you're passing it to a guy who's also in the NBA, which means he's pretty damn good at basketball. So you're kind of expecting, like, he should make this because he's wide open, so you're trusting your teammates. I feel like that's a really smart IQ basketball play, and everybody used to shit on LeBron for it. It's like, 
You'd rather him shoot a half-court shot with three guys around him than give it to, like, fucking Damon Jones. I'm okay with Damon Jones shooting a game winner if he's wide open. Exactly. I'm okay with that. It even worked even a few Bo- times. Booby. Yeah, Booby. He gave it to Daniel Marshall a bunch of times. Like, <laughs> right. these fucking guys where you're like, damn, I forgot they were on the team. And LeBron's like, I trust you to win us a ball game. Like, that says a lot about LeBron. Pavlovic was fucking great. Z, even. Big Z. And I just, I loved LeBron doing that. And I feel like Garland kind of needs to learn that, too, of like, you're still helping your team. And you're still the leader of the team, if you will, by distributing the ball and not trying to be the hero. Playing hero ball rarely works in the NBA. But that's what also the tape is for. The tape Agreed. When you have when you have games like this, this is going to show you exactly what was happening. Okay, I was off. I was messing up. I was doing I, I was doing some things that, you know, was hindering the team. Maybe yeah. when they wouldn't have came back, had I ditched the ball here, had I did this, had I did that, which I believe is what Rob Rubio is here. Rubio. Right. I guarantee they went right to the film room, Straight to the film sat room. down, and they're like, all right, right here, you can't do this. Don't do this. Why would yeah. you pass it here? Why did you take the shot? When look at this guy wide open, and then you're learning. And I feel like Garland, I feel like every player on this team is very open to coaching. Like, 100%. I think that's the reason why this team mends so well together. Um, because we are all playing together. Look at, like you said, look at look at how they're looking at every picture. They they're a family. fun. It looks like they, they actually like each other. Yeah. Because they probably aren't holding each other accountable, allowing them to say, hey, bro, you fucked up right there. Right. Look at the look at the Warriors. You had Draymond Green punch uh, uh, Poole in the face. And they're still friends. And now they're friends, but the Warriors clearly have some turmoil. They're struggling. They're not dominating. I get it. It's early. Things could change. But they're, they're not. Everyone expected Warriors going to repeat. It's going to be a fucking cakewalk for them to win the championship again. They're struggling. But they don't have some players. I don't, I don't think they have Gary Payton, right? Yeah, they're without Peyton. I think they're still without James Wiseman, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Like they, they do have a lot of injuries, but yeah. I just and then you look at a team like the Nets, same thing. You've got this. The, there were people that were saying that Ben Simmons was ignoring everybody on the team. Kyrie's kind of a weird guy. You have a little turmoil. They're not doing that great. Yeah. Then you have the Cavaliers, who again one loss. We shouldn't overreact to one yeah. loss. We're eight but and two guys. Eight and two, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm out here like, is, does Garland need to go? And I'm just kidding. I'm not going that far, but. It is, it is good. I, I like to do. I, I like to hope that they do agree with what we're saying, and they, they think it's a learning experience. It sucks, but I'd rather lose this meaningless game in November than this cost us a playoff game right. or a game at the end of the season for seeding or something like that. Get this out of your system now. Learn. I trust JB Bickerstaff so much. What he's oh, done with this team, it's like I guarantee he immediately told Garland what he did wrong, and they're learning from it, and it's not going to happen again. I mean, because honestly, all right. So thinking of giving props to Bickerstaff. If it was that, mm-hmm. he would have put the ball in somebody else's hands. Right. Garland, and I believe Garland would have listened to him. And but I think, he was trying yeah. to tell him, like, look, you got it. Like, so what? We, we, Bakerstaff trusted Garland enough. It didn't work. We lost the game. But he trusted him instead of saying, hey, you're 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 the man. Last year you were. This year you're not. Give the ball to Mitchell. What are you doing shooting it? He was like, do your thing. Right. And, I, and that, that's going to weigh so much more. Yeah. It's more confident. It keeps his Absolutely. confidence up. Garland Absolutely. technically – had a bad fourth quarter. People say he cost us the game, but Bickerstaff did enough to where he's not going to hang his head low. He's going to be like, hey, you know what? I did my best. Shots weren't falling. Shit happens. Let's win tomorrow. Right. And, then, and that right there is going to make the shots fall next time. Right. Because the confidence level is going to be so, so astronomical. Hopefully, That's especially tonight, hitting. we're playing the uh, the Kings and they suck ass. So that should be a nice, <laughs> yeah. easy win. 
That one starts at 10. I'm hoping that the game's just about over by about 11.30 so I can go to bed at a reasonable time tonight. That would be nice. Yeah, I hate West Coast trips because I'm a sucker. I stay up way too late and watch them. Yeah. I hate it. But I can't help myself. I just stay up and I wake up miserable tomorrow. And I'm like, I, I stayed up for a fucking November basketball game that meant nothing. And I'm like, had to see it, though. Had to had watch to, it. Had to. Um, thinking, of, thinking of that, though, uh, when you said the you know team's doing bad, the Lakers look like they're trying to turn it over. Uh, turn up, turn up, better cheek. Anyway, with Russ being a little bit more facilitating, and I mean, he he started off. I don't know if you watched the game on Sunday against the Cavs, but he started off hot. Yeah, he was what ten. He, he hit like points. every shot. Like yeah. he was talking shit. He's passing. He's getting rebounds. I was like, fuck, Russell uh, Westbrook is going to beat us today. <laughs> I was so mad. I'm like, there's we can't lose this game. And then after halftime, they gave. I don't know if you saw it. They, they do that chain at the end of the game. They give it to like the dog on the team, yeah. whatever the dog chain. They uh, they gave it to Bickerstaff on Sunday, and they were like, Kevin Love was like, this is because of that fucking speech you gave at halftime. He's like, you get this <laughs> yeah. chain. He lit a fire under their asses. And, that, again, that speaks to Bickerstaff. Like, I trust what this guy's doing. I agree, I agree. I definitely definitely love to see it. Like, once again, that whole locker room, um, the, the guys are just so they're so together. Like, yeah. Bickerstaff alone from just that. Wins coach of the year, in my opinion. <laughs> Honestly, the, like, the fact that he's in there, and like, he, he, they're just so – Friendly together. Everybody gets along. Bakerstaff's the direct center of all that. He built this team, has them all believing in him. If they keep playing like this, I think he's a shoe win for Coach of the Year. Yeah. Truthfully. It's, it's, it's almost a given, man. He, he, he's doing his thing. All right. Let's let's uh, let's move it on to the NFL. Let's do a quick recap of Week 9, where, of course, the Browns did not play. So nothing to talk about on their end. Uh, no news is good news, I suppose, also. Uh, some interesting news, though, that does affect them directly. Uh, the Jets beat the Bills in a surprising game, and um, I'm in the wrong week here. That would help probably if I'm looking at the scores. And I'm like, that game didn't happen this week. Um, but the Jets did beat the Bills. Josh Allen came away with a bit of an elbow injury. It's an injury that he suffered a few years ago. It cost him a game or two. Um, he's getting further testing. They're kind of being very hush-hush about the situation in Buffalo, which makes me kind of think that it's a little worse than they're leading on. And again, I don't root for injuries for anybody. I'm not that kind of guy. But if Josh Allen wanted to rest against the Browns, I'm okay with it. I'm more than fine with that. If your elbow's not feeling good, let Case Keenum play. Just go ahead and let him play. Right. Yeah. Give give Case a, a shot. Let's let this let this guy touch the field. You know, he's got family too. He wants to show off for his kids that he played. Let him play, Josh. Stop being selfish. You have a bum elbow. Sit down. Be smart. Worry about your health. Think about your long. And you have a long life you need to think about. Don't rush an injury. Think about your longevity. I am starting a uh, petition for Josh Allen to sit on the bench. I need signatures. I'm going to start passing that around, and I need Josh Allen to not play in two weeks. That would be ideal. Uh, but not looking too far ahead because, of course, we're not playing the Bills this week. We have another tough opponent. Uh, we will recap how everybody did in week nine. Philadelphia beat the shit out of Houston. Not even close. Houston's a bad team. They're just they're terrible. Um I knew that going into the season. There were a lot of people that thought Davis Mills was some sort of good quarterback. He stinks. He is just not very good. He's not going to be their quarterback next year. They are aiming for the number one pick. They're praying every week. I'm sure that the Browns lose every game. So the Browns draft pick they got for Deshaun Watson is higher and higher. Um, so they stink. Uh, Houston is not a good organization. The Chargers had to win uh, with the last second field goal against Atlanta from Dicker the kicker. Their kicker's last name is Dicker. 
I joked about it before the draft started that I wanted the Browns to take him because we did need a kicker at the time. I didn't know we would go for Kate York, but I thought it would be funny to have a guy on the team named Dicker. Dicker the kicker. Dicker the kicker. Definitely. That's a great nickname, honestly. Like in terms of kicking or like nicknames for sports, that's Top one of the better pitch. ones, I think. And then he went out and won special teams player of the week. He won the game for the Chargers. Congrats to Dicker the kicker. However, I will admit, because I'm a Browns fan, I am rooting against every AFC team when I get the opportunity because they're standing in our way of playoff spot. So I'm kind of pissed that they won, but good game overall. Another really good game that I'm also pissed these people won, the Miami Dolphins beat the Chicago Bears. Justin Fields is, if I'm not mistaken, he's one of the first players in history to win NFC Offensive Player of the Week on the team that lost. That does not happen in football. You get an award for something of the week. They do uh, Offensive Player of the Week, Defensive Player of the Week, and Special Teams Player of the Week. It's like it never goes to the losing team because how do you win an award if your team lost? You must have sucked. Justin Fields did so good. He won an award and his team lost. Um, he's improving every week. He's getting way better. I've said it all along. I thought Matt Nagy was holding him back last year for his true potential. I also thought that the team wasn't doing many favors in terms of talent. They're addressing that. They got him Chase Claypool, who was kind of involved last week. And they're also just letting Justin Fields play his game of football. And it's working. He's explosive. He's one of the best quarterbacks in terms of fantasy points right now. Just let him keep doing his thing. They're scoring. They're doing well. Keep it up for my man, Justin Fields. But of course, Miami did win that game, and we play them this week, so I don't like to see that. I'm looking forward to that, though, because I feel like uh, I feel like this game is going to kind of uh, get us back going, especially fresh, fresh, fresh off the bye. That's what I'm hoping for. Guys are healthy. We're, we're playing a team. The Dolphins are kind of banged up. I mean, you had two with the con- concussions this year. So, obviously, I'm not, again, not praying or wishing for an injury for anybody. But if Miles Garrett hit two pretty hard and maybe just to be safe, they took him out of the game, I'm okay with it. I'm fine with that. You know, if you see Tua going to the blue tent and you're like, I think he's going to be just fine, but he should probably sit today out. I'm okay with that. We'll see what happens. Uh, Green Bay scored nine points against the Detroit Lions. Detroit, for those of you that don't know, have the worst defense in football by a mile. And they held Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay to nine points. In Embarrassing. I almost said embarrassing, but that's not a word. Embarrassing. Uh I don't know what the fuck's up with Green Bay. I really don't know. I I, I got to stop picking them. They're they're at the point now where they suck. I can't I can't pick them anymore confidently. They 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 were that was a team where with Aaron Rodgers they're winning ten plus games a year like it's nothing. So picking them every week you you might lose three or four of them, but other than that they're a safe bet. I've just about lost every time I fucking picked them this year. I don't know what's going on with that team. I, I think it's more so talent, but I hope it's not Aaron Rodgers' skills diminishing at his age. It's definitely hard to. to I can't uh, tell. I don't know which it is. Yeah, it's hard to tell. And then it's it's, it's hard to kind of bet against Aaron Rodgers. Like Aaron Rodgers is the best. That's what I'm afraid of. Like I'm gonna. Like, there's gonna come a time where there's a game where I'm like, all right, Green Bay normally would win this, but they suck, so I'm gonna pick the other team, and then Green Bay's gonna win by forty. Like that's exactly right. what's gonna happen. Um, I, I feel bad for anybody that has them on their fantasy team. I'm one of them, so send your condolences my yeah, way. I, I have them, and I'm I'm in the process of replacing him because it's reached the point where. In one league, I took him because I was like, it's Aaron Rodgers. I mean, this guy's great. In another league, I took Russell Wilson because I'm like, he's going to Denver. They got great wide receivers. Like, he's yeah, going to put I'm up so MVP sorry, numbers, dude. and they both suck. I'm so sorry. But I'm still winning, so I'll take it. The one league, I'm six and six and three, and I'm in, like, first place in my division. So I'm happy with that. The other league, I'm a little above 500. It's not going to be easy, but I did put in some waiver claims to pick up some, some other quarterbacks. The one league, somehow – 
Justin Fields is available. So I'm trying to get him. We'll find out tomorrow morning if I get him. But if, if I do, that's game-changing, I think, for my team. It's got to work. His name Justin. That's what I'm thinking. I haven't used a waiver claim once this year, so I should have top billing. I probably should look that up. But either way, I hope I come away with Fields. I'll report back next week. But definitely looking for an upgrade in my quarterback spot because those guys suck. Uh, speaking of sucking, Carolina's defense gave up five, I think five, five touchdowns to Joe Mixon. Dang he scored, I think, three or four on the ground. He caught another touchdown. He single-handedly beat the shit out of them. He had, like, one of the highest fantasy weeks of all time for a player because he scored five fucking touchdowns. It was yeah. insane. Um, numbers. It really is. Like, that's <laughs> shit you see, and you're like, okay, that's because Alabama played, like, fucking Tulsa State or something like that. Some college where you're like, where the fuck? Is that even real? They played Glenfield. Yeah, and they, they beat him by 100, and you got one guy who's like, yeah, he had eight touchdowns, and you're just kind of like, well, that, that makes sense. But in, in the pros, you don't see that. And they did it to the, the Panthers. The Panthers are fucking awful. They even at one point put in Baker Mayfield. That shows you how bad things are in Carolina. <laughs> Anytime you put Baker Mayfield. And they've already said, well, Baker's, we just did that in the middle of the game. He's not starting because they play tomorrow night. And they already said Baker's not starting that game. They're keeping his ass on the bench. Did he do anything when he came in? He, he threw a touchdown. I'll give him that. But, I mean, they were down by like 40. So, at that point, it's not like Cincinnati was trying. Yeah. I mean, I guess he, he brings the energy. Like, he, even as much as. You try to hate him. We try to hate him. We hate him. <laughs> he does bring some type of spark. Hundred percent. And I've always said that with Baker. It's not. A, it's not a. It's not a hatred thing. It's more so just. As far as I'm concerned, I'm a Browns fan. I don't care about the player. I care about the team. So if a player, if we could get better, I want the better player. And that's where I was with Baker. I really liked him when he when, he, when his rookie season. When we drafted him, I won't lie. I was a little skeptical. I wasn't a huge fan of him coming out of college. He comes in against the Jets that Thursday night game, leads us to a victory. We were all of a sudden winning. He's putting up some stats. He's he set a rookie record for touchdowns. I'm like, oh shit, I think we might have a quarterback. Then I saw him come to reality the next year, and I really that's when I looked and I went, shit, I think this guy isn't that great. Well, see, we also I, I try to give a little bit of leeway the second year with any player, especially um, for him because he was coming in. We had just fired uh, Hugh Jackson during yeah. his rookie season, so he's coming into year two. Brand new coaching staff, you know, right. new head coach, everything. So you're like, okay, we'll see what happens. The only problem that I had was Baker handpicked Freddie Kitchens. They management or owner, ownership, I should say, went to Baker and they said, you're our franchise quarterback. Who do you want as your head coach? And he said, Freddie Kitchens. He was the offensive coordinator the year before with Hugh Jackson. Baker loved him, said, make him the head coach. And that blew up in our face. We sucked so bad. Anytime you put the fate of your, uh, your team in, in a player's hands. It, it, you're asking for a recipe for disaster. Yeah, because at that point, they're just they could they they could be picking somebody that is completely not good for the team. It's just somebody that's friendly with them. It's like, oh, I really exactly. get along with this guy. But so he's not going to challenge him enough. Exactly. You're you're like he's basically my friend. I'm going to pick him for the job. Meanwhile, the rest of the locker room might be like, that guy's an idiot. Like we don't want him as the head coach. But they're only going to Baker. So Baker's like, yeah, hire him. And they're like, deal. Sign on the dotted line. Right. And that fucked our season up. And then my biggest knock on Baker, and I, I stand by it, good quarterback, not great. He was a number one overall pick. I need you to be great. Sorry, Baker. I just I had higher expectations for a number one pick. That was my only complaint. Definitely have, uh, definitely have uh, bigger expectations. Also, we are the Browns, so we always have big expectations. Browns fans, we have big expectations for every player. I mean, every year, even though we've been god-awful, I still am like, 
think this is our year. Yeah, this exactly. is it. And when has it ever happened? But I still go into it going, I think I think we're gonna turn things around. Um I actually, yeah. I actually hate hate Browns fans like because I feel like we we do not stand behind anybody. No, we're we're, we're so quick to like if you have one bad game to be like, go fuck you. Like you should you see Twitter. Should. Like like the way people are on Twitter, it's it's horrible. Like the Miles Garrett. It is rated for what it's worth. For those of you that care about shit like this analytic stuff, I do. Pro Football Focus has Miles Garrett rated the number one defensive player in football. So from their perspective, they're a totally neutral people like position. They, they they're not fans of any team. They just look at stats and figures and shit like that. They have him rated the number one player on off or on defense. Meanwhile, there are fans that will literally tweet at him and be like. Fucking Miles Garrett sucks. He's a ghost. I didn't even see him today. It's like he's the best player in football, according to these guys. And fans are still going to find something to talk shit about because that's just what they do. Browns fans are miserable. We're, Browns, we're a miserable bunch. Browns fans, man, are, are literally the worst. Like, I, 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 I even always go back to the years year we had Brandon Wheaton. I fucking hated Brandon but it was, and that's that's a very fair take. <laughs> that's very fair. I think he was the worst quarterback we ever dealt with. Um, but they felt like that that was their player. That They felt like that that was their quarterback. They felt like that that was their guy. So I wanted them to stick with him because at least we have stability. Yeah, give it a shot. Yes. But I thought it was the worst, the worst shot that they were trying to yeah. take. But and I was okay with them. The problem with giving him some stability and consistency was Brandon Whedon was like a 28-year-old rookie, I think, when he got drafted. Yeah, he was so, so, like, stability, it's like, shit, he's collecting an AARP check. And then on top of it, like, He's he's you're, he sucks. Like he was just not good at all at football. He was so fucking bad. But I was I'm with you. I used to do that every year, no matter who the quarterback was. When we brought in a new quarterback because we had sucked so bad the previous year, whoever the quarterback was then, I would immediately love it, and I would go, like we took uh, when we took Manziel. I didn't even want Manziel that year. I, I truly loved Teddy Bridgewater. That was the quarterback I wanted the Browns to take. But because we took anybody that was a quarterback, I was like. Fuck it. I'm all in. Johnny Manziel. We're going to be great. And who started? Somebody else started. Brian Hoyer started Brian that year. Brian Hoyer started. Um, and um, he was, I think he, I think they loved him for like the first game. No. So we were we were actually winning with Hoyer. We were like six and two or something like that at one point. We were really good. No, he didn't. Uh, we actually, he just started to kind of, he was never good. We were winning games, but Hoyer wasn't doing anything special. He just wasn't turning it over. He okay. was kind of like, kind of like the way we were winning with Baker in 2020. It's yeah. more so like he was just a great game manager. Didn't make any mistakes. Didn't make yeah. mistakes. Kept the game. Kept the team in the game, and we were winning some close ones. So we were winning games, and then eventually we we lost a couple, and Hoyer's numbers just weren't doing anything. So they finally were like, "We're giving this to the number one, our, our rookie quarterback," and they gave it to Manziel. And obviously that blew up in everyone's faces. He stunk. But I've had the same feeling for just about every year up until recently, where any quarterback was an upgrade, in my opinion. I hated Colt McCoy. I hated Brian Hoyer. So for me, I'm just going, give me the next guy. Give me the next quarterback. I don't care who it is. So with, I think we had Colt McCoy, and then we drafted Brandon Whedon. So when we took Whedon, I was like, fuck it. I'm all in on Brandon Whedon. He's not Colt McCoy because I already saw enough from Colt McCoy. Then I did the same thing with Manziel. I'm like, I've seen enough for Brian Hoyer. Put in Manziel. He sucked too. So I'm not very good at picking the talent, but I do just like the new quarterback because the other ones I just, I've just i seen enough. And I was the first one to start bitching about Baker and everybody got on me and they told me, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know football. And I'm like, he's good, not great. We could improve at that position. And the Browns did exactly that. So I know a little bit of what I'm talking about. But based on my track record, Deshaun's going to come in here and suck. So be prepared for that. I'll take full responsibility. 
because that's just the curse that I put on the Cleveland Browns and their organization. <laughs> What's up, Dave? Dave, you're in Vegas too, right? I think. What up, Dave? I think Dave's in Vegas also with Kyle. I can't even keep track. There's a whole fucking squad out there. I have no idea who's all there. I see like eight posts of like so and so's tagged in this one. They're at this restaurant. They're taking pictures here. I'm like, I don't, I don't even know who's where. Um. Okay, so Green Bay, Carolina, or Cincinnati, Carolina, Indianapolis against New England. There, that's a good one. We're going to talk about Indianapolis. Indianapolis um, got embarrassed, twenty-six to three. Uh, Frank Reich got fired a couple weeks after Jim Irsay, the owner of the Colts, came out and said, we have no intentions of firing Frank Reich. Fired him. You think normally when a coach gets fired midseason, we're just going to promote promote a coordinator or whatever. Somebody's going to be an interim coach. The Colts pulled the biggest fucking out of left field thing I've ever seen. I don't know if you saw all this. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. They hired a guy who used to play for the Colts who was working at ESPN as an uh, an analyst, never coached in his life. They hired him to be the head coach for the rest of the year. Well, for him. <laughs> and he was, a, he was a good player. He was Peyton Manning center, Jeff Saturday. He's a great player. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he's a very he'd be a, a, a popular name, like household name, I would say, for football fans. They brought him off the street, basically, to be the head coach. Zero coaching experience. He is that. He's their head coach. So I, I guess from for trying to trying to look at it from them, he's analyzing football every week, so you at least know his brain's fresh. Yes. Um, he's looking at different plays. He can kind of bring in some some aspects because now he's watching everybody's tape. And the best part about him watching everyone's tape is they play the Raiders this week. Okay, his first game ever as a coach, the Raiders. About two weeks ago, after the Raiders had one of their losses because they're not a very good team, he tweeted, the Raiders suck or something like that. Like, he was very harsh about it because he's like, fuck it, I work for ESPN. Like, who cares? And next thing you know, he's a head coach coaching against those Raiders two weeks later. He has to win. 100%. I don't think it's going to happen because they hired him, and not one person on that staff has ever called an offensive play in their life. Oh, so they're going into this week never doing this job ever at the highest level. <laughs> I think it's going to be a disaster. I personally, Good luck, guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's all you can really say. Like, just don't lose too badly. You, um, you got, if you could pull this game out your ass, don't like honestly, if you pull this game out. Of oh, ass, it'd be amazing. I personally, like, if they wanted money for it, I would pay money for Amazon, whoever the fuck, or NFL Network to have cameras on the sideline filming just the coaches. I don't even care about the game. Like, you could put like, give me the little box in the corner of the gameplay, but I want to see the sideline. I want to see how these coaches are acting. I also wonder, is there going to be heads butting or head butting? Because think of it, if you're the offensive coordinator, the head coach gets fired, you're probably thinking, okay, I'm next in line. They're going to, they're going to let me be the coach. And they go, nope, we hired this guy off the street because we don't like any of you guys. We don't think any of you are qualified. I'd be pissed. So maybe he also comes in with, with understanding that. Maybe he comes in. I mean, his immediate guys. order of business should have been, I'm meeting with the other coaches to talk about our strategy. And like, yeah. I want to be friends with everybody. You have to do that. Hey guys, like, look, I'm only here for the rest of the year. But I could see some bitter people that know that too. They're going, well, I know when this season ends, we're all fired. They're bringing in somebody new next year, so they're like, "Fuck this team!" Like, they're, I'm, I'm trying this out because I want to put this on my resume. So they're not necessarily going to coach for the better of the team. They're going to coach selfishly. And well, maybe maybe not. I, I hope. I, I hope saying, it happens because I want to see a train wreck personally. <laughs> but yeah, say maybe they go in. He said, "He said, hey, look, I'm only here for the rest of the year. So if you guys want this team, you come in, you kick ass." And I can speak in a good word because I'm yeah. only here for this for this period. Right. Maybe maybe these guys all get canned and teams are going, well, I still want to hire this guy for a job. Who I need some info. And Jeff Saturday could be like, hey, he was a great coach. 
the guys listen to him. I think he has future head coach potential. Yeah. Like, you want a good uh, recommendation, but at the same time, I would personally, I'd be pissed. Yeah, I mean, I could think people. If I was a coach and I'm, I've worked my ass off, I've been in the league for years, and I get passed up by a guy who's never done it a day in his life, I'd be, I'd be pissed. Maybe they turned it away too. Yeah, I don't know. I, I find it hard to believe since there's only 32 of the jobs available that there's going to be a the whole staff goes. Nah, we're good. I feel like somebody would be like, "Fuck it, I don't Anybody care. I don't care. Like, I just yeah. want this on my resume." But maybe, maybe, maybe this could, this could also, like I said, be the strategy for the team. Like, maybe they're trying to see who they can pick out of out of everybody they have on the yeah. staff to be the head coach. So maybe this could be a play for them. Yeah, maybe they're they're looking for a guy who's going to step up and be a leader in this situation because they're you know a little bit of turmoil. Yeah, I'm excited to watch. That. Honest to God, I would pay money to see the sideline for that game. I think I might have to. I might bet that they win that game. I don't know. Spoiler alert, I am not picking the Colts this week. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. I don't think Kyle did either, but I I cannot in good faith take them. I will not switch your pick, Kyle, but I think <laughs> I'll put a, a counter. Over. We'll put a little asterisk next to it. We'll be like, Tim's technically, Tim's going with the Colts. And we will remember that. If Tim goes 1-0 and for the year for picks, I'm okay with it. We're going to learn it's going to be this game this week. Uh, Buffalo, of course, as I said, lost to the Jets. Uh, I got a lot of friends that are Jets fans, and they're, they're treating this as a Super Bowl for them. They were really excited. And more power to him. I would be excited too if I, you know, if my team beat the Bills. We play them in two weeks. I hope they beat them. Um, but Josh Allen had the worst game of his life. For those of you that watch Josh Allen or watch football regularly, Josh Allen's on pace to be the MVP this year. His game against the Jets looked like shit. And I watched the entire thing. He didn't do anything because of the Jets defense. It wasn't like the Jets were just like in his brain. They knew what, what he was going to do. He made some of the worst decisions I've ever seen a quarterback make that you don't typically see from an MVP guy. Um his first interception, they start the game off. I don't know if you watched any of the game. So the, the kickoff for the Jets, and this just shows you how what I think of the Jets and how like humorous they are. The kicker was literally kicking it off. They have the aerial camera up. They're like, we're underway in the Meadowlands. The kicker fucking slipped and dribbled the ball like 10 yards. And Buffalo picked it up, and everybody was kind of like, oh, God, another day for the Jets. And then like the first play of the game, Josh Allen goes deep to Stephon Diggs for like 40 yards. I'm like, holy shit, this game's going to be a blowout. And then the next play, Josh Allen fucking rolls out a little bit, looks to throw to his tight end. A guy, in a, a Jets player, clearly is standing right in front of him. Josh Allen just throws it right at the Jets player, and they intercepted it. I'm watching it like, what the fuck did he see? Like, It's not even like the guy jumped the route or made some incredible play. Josh Allen literally handed him the ball, basically. So for my Jets fan friends out there, you guys needed Josh Allen to have the worst game of his life to squeak out a three-point win. A missed field goal. The Jets had to go for it on a fourth down. That much luck kind of runs out. They needed the same shit to beat the Browns, for instance. When they beat the uh, Jacoby Brissett of all people, they needed blown defense, onside kicks. There was a fake field, uh, fake punt from them in that game. A lot of shit has to go right for you to win. And I'm not taking it away. My, my friends got really mad at me this week for trying to diminish their win. But I just, I'm being honest. If you needed all that to win, that's not sustainable in the NFL. That's not championship ingredients to win in the NFL. If you need to fake punt and you need onside kicks, this and that, your your luck runs out eventually. So I'm sorry, Jets fans. It's going to come to a reality check really soon. You're definitely not going to get far with uh, with stuff with the little stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, you literally, know. they need a miracle almost every week to win the games. So far, like my uh, this is things I just like to really talk shit to my friends that are fans of the Jets. They've played mostly backup quarterbacks. Like they played Miami. You think? Okay, Miami's a really good team. They didn't have Tua. The first play of the game, 
Teddy Bridgewater got hurt, came out. Their third stringer had to play that whole game. The Jets won easily, and they're like, we fucking dominated the Dolphins. I'm like, dude, they didn't have anybody playing. There's their third string quarterback. You should dominate. Um, you didn't. You got stuff. Exactly. And then even against like even against the Browns, the, Jacoby Brissett, we, we scored 30-something points. They needed all those miracles to beat us. Um, they, they were bragging about their win against the Packers at the time. It was early in the season. So you're like, okay, that's actually a good win. You shut down Aaron Rodgers. Now you see how the Packers are, and you're like, that's not an impressive win. The Packers are garbage. The Packers are one of the worst teams in football. Yeah, they're the worst. So it really takes away the validity of those wins of like, it's not no longer like something to puff your chest at. It's more like, okay, you beat a really bad team. Congratulations. Yeah. I mean, a win's a win. That's, yeah. If I'm a Browns fan, again, we, we should have beaten some of these shitty teams we played. We should have beat the Jets. And I would have said a win's a win. We you should beat those teams. So, again, not taking anything away from the Jets. I just think when they actually face a little turmoil, shit's going to go south. And I look forward to it. I'm going to really rub it in my friends' faces because that's the kind of person that I am. Misery loves company, and I've seen plenty of it as a Cleveland sports fan, so I want more people to be miserable too. Minnesota beat Washington with some late-game heroics. They actually needed a big comeback in that one. I think they were down by like 14 in the fourth quarter. They ended up pulling out a 2017 victory. Minnesota is now 7-1. and one. Surprise team, 7-1. and one. That is kind of surprising. And they're running away with the North because Detroit sucks, Green Bay sucks, and Chicago doesn't suck, but they're not winning. They're like three and six. They just can't find wins. So uh, Minnesota's going to lock up the division in no time. Like, yeah. honestly, they could lock up the division in a few weeks. It was kind of crazy. I've seen, uh, I've seen actually a couple of Vikings fans today. Uh, you don't a, see a lot of them. They had a face mask on and everything. Like, I, I don't hate the Vikings. Uh, no, not at all. I'm very, very neutral team. They're not yeah. somebody that's – they've never, like – beating the Browns in like a crazy fashion to where I'm yeah. like, fuck that team. Like they're talking shit. There's really never been any bad blood with them. So I, they're, I'm very neutral with them. They actually picked up my cousin. Uh, he went undrafted and then he went to them, uh, Eric Wilson. Oh, really? Yeah. So, no shit. So he, you know. They, then you know, definitely have a special place in your heart yeah, for him. 100%. I have a little bit of a special place for him. Um, and then they went to, they went to the game, the the championship game, not the Super Bowl. I think. Yeah, they, 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 they went pretty far back yeah. with, uh, I mean, back with Brett Favre, and then a few years later, they had the miracle game with, uh, I think it was, it was Kirk, uh, not Kirk Cousins, um, Case Keenum, the yeah, Browns quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was their miracle year when they still had Stephon Diggs and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, that, and that was the year he, he, they uh, picked him up. Yeah, so, that's a great know, year to be on the team then. Right, right. <laughs> so, it was pretty dope. Like, he, like I felt like he kind of carried that with him. Like, he was like, he, obviously, he wasn't the reason. But, but still, did. being he a worked, part of it. Yeah, he worked his way into the start into the starting game. Like, yeah, and everything. So, and honestly, I, I feel like there's a there's a misconception with people out there in the world. Like, if you see a guy on like the practice squad, you're like, he doesn't matter to the team. But those guys do matter because they go out there and practice with everybody every day. So, just because they're not putting up stats on Sunday, they're still helping that team get better. And when that team's winning, they're 100 behind that success. In my opinion, absolutely, I agree. 100%. Uh, Las Vegas, as we just spoke about. Blew another lead against Jacksonville. Uh, I think Las Vegas was up like, I think, 17 nothing, something like that at one point, And they lost the game 27-20. to Oh, that hurts. They've blown like five leads this year. There was actually a funny story really quick. I had it written down. Uh, Josh McDaniels, their head coach, there was a fake Twitter account today that posted that he got fired. And everybody saw it. And not one person was like, that's bullshit. Most people were like, I could see it. Like, they're not very good. I could see that. That makes sense. It ended up being a fake account, but it really had people thinking, like, yeah, they, they kind of suck, so I don't doubt it at all. He took over a team that last year was a playoff team 
and they're one of the worst teams in football right now. They traded all those picks for Devontae Adams, gave him a huge contract, and they suck. You, When you do moves like that, you really have to answer to people, and their only answer right now is in the loss column. That's the only thing they can figure out. Um, whoops, didn't mean to that slide. Uh, ugly game. Uh, Mike Mack was the GM there a few years ago, and he had some extremely questionable picks that I love to criticize. And one of them was uh, Jonathan Abram, who just got released the other day. First round pick from a few years ago, released. That's Browns level shit. That shit we would see here, you'd have a guy taken, and then three years later, he's out of the league. No, um, that's 100%. That's a total Browns <laughs> move. And uh, Jonathan Abram did get picked up by the Packers, if I'm not mistaken. So he's in a good situation there. But I mean, first round picks, that kills you. If you, if you can't draft well, your team's not going to succeed. And yeah. it's kicking the Raiders in the ass right now. And speaking of draft picks, again, they traded a few of them to get Devontae Adams, and it's not paying them back. Yeah, That's an investment, and you're not getting a return. It definitely hurts when that happens, too, because it's like you're trying your best to make sure you stay on top with the decisions you make, and it's right. putting you in the, in the bigger hole. Because especially when you trade multiple picks, like imagine if, if Deshaun Watson comes in and, and just sucks. You gambled your future. Everyone will get fired if he stinks. We're out of these draft picks. We're not getting them back. Like you fuck up the whole organization and the Raiders kind of kind of in that situation. And since it's not the Browns for once, I'm I'm loving it. I'm really enjoying seeing other teams fail and make terrible trades. I mean, realistically, the Browns made two of the best moves in the offseason, and they were both quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson, assuming he comes back and is his normal self, will probably be the best quarterback that changed teams in the offseason. Russell Wilson has been a bust. Um uh who else on the top of my head? I can't even remember. Um Baker to Carolina has been a bust. You had Matt Ryan to Indianapolis was a complete fail. Um, I think that's about it. Just about big names off the top of my head. Um, but Deshaun Watson and Jacoby Brissett look like the two best quarterbacks moved in the offseason, and they're both with Cleveland. So I'm happy about that. Uh, oh, Washington also. Carson Wentz. That blew up in their fucking face. So you've got all these teams that make these moves for quarterbacks, and they've blown up in their faces, and the Browns are like, well, we've got two pretty damn good ones, hopefully. So... Happy about that. It definitely looks good for Andrew Barry moving forward. Uh, Seattle dominated Arizona, really. They beat him by 10 points. I think Arizona, if I see Cliff Kingsbury getting fired in the next couple of weeks, I would not be surprised by it. They are a bad team. Kyler Murray seems like a pretty bad teammate. He's constantly yelling at everybody, the coaches, teammates. He just yells. He gets pissed. But he's the one out there fucking up. He's, he's making the bad plays. He's running around like a chicken with his head cut off, getting sacked. And then he looks at everybody else and bitches. No accountability. None. None. He looks at it as like, I got sacked because of you. It's your fault. It's like, what the fuck did I do? You didn't even throw the ball. Like, I had nothing to do with it. And then, I mean, when you're out there yelling at your coaches on national TV on the sideline, that's never a good sign. It's it's rare that you see that and you're like, I bet they'll work this out. Like, Kingsbury's done. He's getting canned really soon. We're going to work this out as if he's going to leave. Yeah, we're going to figure the situation out by one of you is not going to be here anymore. And it's never the player. Rarely the player, player, I should say. Yeah, 99% of the time, it's the players don't get fired. Remember that. The investment is in the player. Yeah, exactly. So it's like you can't really give up the coach. I mean, you can't really give up the player over the coach. When I've invested in this player, I feel like I can always get a coach that can coach him to be better. Yeah, exactly. And a coach's contract doesn't affect the salary cap. Uh, you can fire them whenever you want. You can just pay them behind the scenes. Nobody needs to know about it. You could probably reach an agreement to, as a settlement. Uh, but a player, if you release him or do anything, you're still owing him that money. So from a business standpoint, it's cheaper to get rid of the coach than it is the player. So cheaper to keep. 
Yeah, and unfortunately, I don't think it's going to work out either way. I've, heard, I've never been a fan of Kyler Murray. I don't think – I think he's too small for the NFL. His game just doesn't translate. He's fast as fuck, but at the end of the day, especially playoff time, fast quarterbacks, as you see with Lamar Jackson, as you see with Kyler Murray last year in the playoffs, you have to be able to throw the ball a little bit. And these guys can't do it, and that's why they rarely win the playoffs because teams are just like, all right, let's lock down on defense, focus on this, shut it down. And they really beat you up at that point. Like, you really get it. And that, that was Kyler Murray last year. Is As the season progresses, when you run around like that, you're getting hit so often, yeah. your body wears down. And then come playoff time, you're dead. You're, you're nothing left. Yeah. And that's what happens. Really beat him up. I, I, I and with how little he is, I'm shocked he gets up half the time. Like, <laughs> right. Kyler Murray's so <laughs> fucking small, dude. Him. It's crazy <laughs> to see him out there against other NFL players. Like him next to Aaron Donald, you're like, this is Photoshop, but it's mm-hmm. live television. It doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, the LA Rams lose a fucking heartbreaker to Tampa Bay. Uh, the Rams had the lead for most of the game. Tampa Bay couldn't move the ball. And then classic Tom Brady with like a minute left, gets the ball, drives down the field, wins the game. Unbelievable how good this guy is. Threw a touchdown with like less than 10 seconds left. Drove him down. Classic Brady. Uh, this was actually the game that gave me my one game advantage on Kyle. This was the only different pick oh, we had wow. last week. He took the Rams. I took Tampa. And literally with a minute to go, Brady drives down, wins the game. And I'm like, fucking thank you, Tom. That's it. That's all it took. I needed him to show up for a minute, and he did it. Uh, Tennessee against Kansas City. Surprisingly a close game. Uh, Malik Willis does not look good as a quarterback. He has a lot of learning to, to go through. Uh, but going up against Kansas City in Kansas City for your, I think it was his second career start, tough ask for anybody. Not yeah. easy. Uh, Kansas City really shut him down, though. Without Derrick Henry, uh, they had no offense at all. I don't think they even completed a pass to a wide receiver that whole game, if I'm not mistaken. Jesus, are you serious? Yeah, only tight ends and Derrick Henry, like running back, caught the ball. No wide receivers. That hurts. That yeah, hurts. that's because uh, AJ Brown, who got traded from the Titans in the yeah. offseason, he like tweeted a bunch of shit, talking shit basically about them of like how happy he is to be gone because he was a wide receiver. He would have never gotten the ball from really right. close. So he was kind of like, all right, I'm cool with this. He's having a career breakout year in Philadelphia. Meanwhile, the Titans can't even find a wide receiver. Uh, Kansas City wins in overtime, though, 20-17. to 17. Monday Night Football, a game that, I'm not going to lie, I was close to picking the Saints last week. I don't know why. I think because I had just watched the Browns really play the Ravens well. I was like, the Saints have a really good defense. I think they might be able to control Lamar Jackson. There was no Mark Andrews, um, no Rashad Bateman for the Ravens. I'm like, I think the, the Saints might have a chance, but I stuck with my gut. I went with the Ravens, and it was 27-13. to 13. New Orleans didn't stand a chance. They got their asses kicked. Um, Pretty ugly week of football. I read a report that said the uh, roughing the passer calls were way down. The NFL is trying to like not be as crazy with those. And uh, scoring was way down this week. Defense has really stepped up. So interesting to see the the, the ebbs and flows of, of football, how one week it could be an offensive juggernaut for every team, and then other weeks it's just defensive games. Scoring was down for the Browns and players. With- That's what I'm thinking because, I mean, we are a top 10 offense. We really are. We put up some fucking points. And that's why I love the people that, like, shit on the Browns offense. Like, we score a lot. We average, like, 20-something points. We're, like, top 10, if I'm not mistaken. People are still knocking it. Nothing's good enough for Cleveland fans. That's what Tim and I were talking about earlier. Cleveland fans are dumb. They don't even understand what they're, they're mad about. They're just mad to be mad. Speaking of being mad, I got to sing karaoke. I oh, know we're not doing ads. We're not doing ads yet. Don't you worry. No, oh, I thought I saw you sliding it up. I thought you thought I, I was doing it. I thought you were. <laughs> no, not yet. No, not yet. I uh. Yeah, but I know what you're ready for. The Houston Astros win the World Series. I'm skipping ahead a little bit. I don't want to. 
Uh, Houston Astros won in, in six games. I had them in five, which of course means I finally lost my first talking about balls contest for a punishment. First one ever. Kyle has. Good job, Kyle. He's had to eat. I won't even say drink hot sauce because it was an extract. It was thick as fuck. He had to eat hot sauce. He has had to take an ice bath. He has gotten tased. He's eaten shitty jelly beans. He is going to be getting another punishment that he oh, he's owing for um, the home run derby. I just haven't had a chance to set that one up. My first time ever I lose. And I'm okay with the punishment being karaoke. That's the, literally the, the, word, like the weakest punishment anybody could get. And it's me, so I'm okay with it. I'll be there for you, for you to sing. I gotta see it. Yeah, I need a I need a backup singer. I think. Does anybody want to come up and be a, a backup singer? That's all I ask. What are you singing? I really don't know yet. Honestly, I've been thinking about that. I'll back up sing. I really don't know what it is. I've been thinking because I don't know if I have to go off like a, a strict catalog of what they have. They have a pretty big catalog. Do they? Okay, because that's what I was worried about. Like, I'm gonna prepare a song and I'm gonna get up there and he's gonna be like, "Sorry, I don't have it." I'm like, "Fuck!" I have to change everything on the fly. That's what I'm really worried about. Um, from my experience, they've had everything out before. Really? Okay, that's good. Good to know that because I was thinking about that. I'm like, I should probably get like a list of like five songs just in case any backups. But hopefully they have it. I'm not gonna pick anything like B side nobody's ever heard of. I'm gonna pick something that you yeah. hear on the fucking radio or something. So I would imagine you'd have it. They had everything, like everything and karaoke version. So oh really? Just, it wasn't just a you know like they're ripping it off YouTube or something like no, that. Yeah, okay, good, good, good. Maybe I'll go up there on a, a one night randomly, just to, see just to practice. I'm just gonna like I don't want anybody to know. I, it's just gonna be me. I'm gonna be up there practicing my karaoke and can take a look at the catalog. We'll work on that. But yeah, the Astros did win the World Series. Uh, pretty pretty boring if I'm being honest. The World Series. It, there was no memorable games. A couple home runs here and there by Bryce Harper and Kyle Schwarber, and, and people really tried to act like that meant something. Those are the only two guys that were doing much for Philly this off there this postseason. Um, but I knew Houston overall was just an all-around great team. They had a bullpen, they had a pitching staff, and they had good offense and defense. I kind of knew they were going to win. I just wish they would have done it in five games. Would have been really nice. <laughs> so I, I, I knew uh, it, it could have been that 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 amazing of a, a series because, like, you didn't really, I didn't really hear anything from it. Like, I no, there were no like walk-off wins, like yeah, heroics. There was actually a game which is embarrassing if you're the Phillies. They got no hit in the World Series. Yeah, I heard that. I heard but it's fucked up because the way they, they are nowadays with analytics and shit, the starting pitchers only go like five innings in a World Series game. So the starting pitcher pitched like five, six innings, whatever. No hits. They go to the bullpen. Bullpen. All those guys come out. No hits. So it's a combined no hitter. So it's, it kind of takes away the coolness of like, if you don't let the guy play pitch all nine innings through a no hitter, that's like historic in my opinion. I'd be, I'd have been really amazed by that. Um, Was it close to being a perfect game? Like, I don't know. I, I think there were some walks. Okay. I don't think it, I think it was just a no hitter. I don't think it was a perfect game, but I could be mistaken. Honestly, I really don't remember because I, I I didn't watch much of it to be honest. Yeah. I just it didn't interest me. I turn it on every now and again just to see the score. But once I realized I wasn't going to win this contest, I gave up on watching. I fucking hate the Astros too, so I'm like. They're going to win this shit in six or seven. I'm going to lose the bet, and I still have to watch the Astros win a World Series, and it just pissed me off all, all over again. So I kind of avoided it, but congrats to them. They won a championship. I'm sure in about two or three years, we'll find out that they cheated and they did something, and Major League Baseball will do just about absolutely nothing about it, just like they did last time. At that point, they'll, they'll, they'll make Dusty Baker retire, who's already like 80 years old, 
And the story came out today that it's actually newsworthy that he's coming back. Like a guy who just won the World Series is going to keep his job is news because of how old he is. That's honestly, they were like, maybe he should go. But they're like, he's going to come back for one more at least. That's like Tom Brady. <laughs> it really is. And him, I think I think Tom Brady's older than Dusty Baker somehow at this point. He's just playing. He found the fountain of youth. He has surpassed Dusty Baker in age. I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me. But um, but baseball does hold on to their players for a while. Like, you know, I mean, just. Oh, yeah. I mean, in baseball, you could play into like really late because you, you know, there's a DH position. There's literally a, a spot where they're like, don't do anything but swing. Like, I love that about the sport. I think that's really cool. And they've even integrated it to put it in both leagues or both, uh, yeah, leagues. Um, because the National League used to not do that. The pitcher had to bat. Now the National League is like, fuck it. We want offense. DH is for everybody. So, again, congratulations to the Astros for winning the championship. But also, at the end of the day, go fuck yourselves. Uh, the only guy I would have rooted for on the Astros didn't even play. Michael Brantley, ex-Cleveland Indian. Uh, he's on the roster. He was hurt. Missed all the postseason. He's going to get a ring, but he didn't do anything for it. So, congrats to him for getting the ring. But at the, at the end of the day... The whole team can go fuck themselves. I hate the Astros. And because of Major League Baseball not doing shit about them being caught cheating red-handed, I have no respect for that team, and I probably never will. Now we can get to NCAA. We'll talk a little football here. The new polls came out uh, for the playoffs. Georgia, of course, faced Tennessee last week. Georgia won. Tennessee looks terrible. Georgia is now the number one team. They have leapfrogged Ohio State, who's getting no love. I find it funny that a week ago, it was Tennessee 1, Ohio State 2, Georgia 3. Georgia beats number 1 and just jumps Ohio State again. Ohio State gets no fucking love. I get it. They beat Northwestern over the weekend. Ugly game. There were times where I honestly thought we were going to lose. But there were 50-mile-an-hour wins. Hard to have offense. Uh, excuse me, there's a burp. Hard to have an offense in that kind of win, especially a passing offense. Thank you. Um, C.J. Stroud didn't look very good, but again, he had, I think, not even 100 yards passing, but there were 50-mile-an-hour wins. What do you expect out of somebody in football? It's really hard to complete a pass and be accurate when there's 50-mile-an-hour wins. Um, but they still won the game pretty easily, and they got no love from the polls uh, or from the voting, whatever the fuck. I don't even know how, what, what it's called. Uh, Michigan is now three. TCU shocks everybody. They're undefeated. They have moved into the top four. They are this year's Cincinnati. They're a team where a lot of people think college football is going to backtrack and say no and not let them in, but they actually did it. They let them in at four, so it's their they, – they control their own destiny. If TCU continues to win out, I don't see a reason for them to slide back unless they win games by last-second field goals, et cetera, against bad teams. They kind of control their own destiny. I think it would be kind of cool to see them in the playoffs. Um, however, everything's going to shift because Ohio State plays Michigan in a few weeks, and obviously the loser of that team is dropping out of the top four. So going to be curious to see what happens there. Tennessee lost, but they – Kind of got embarrassed, but they did play Georgia, who defending champion, one of the best teams in, in, in football, college football. So doesn't hurt them too bad. I kind of hope that the, the the voters look at the same thing if Ohio State, hypothetically, hopefully hoping it doesn't happen because I hate Michigan. But assuming Ohio State wins, I doubt it'll hurt Michigan too badly because you're losing to a top-ranked team and vice versa. If Michigan beats Ohio State, I don't think it should hurt Ohio State that much because you're losing to a top-five team. Do you think it pushes either one of those into the first place? Depends on the win. I think if it's if it's a blowout for either team, I think it could move them up. I think more so Ohio State, just because of who they've played this year. 
Uh, Ohio State, early in the season, played Notre Dame, a ranked team. They've played a couple more ranked games uh, than, than Michigan. So I feel like if Ohio State blows out Michigan, they could move up to one. And I feel vice versa. If Michigan blows out Ohio State, they might move them up. And I don't know if Michigan beating Ohio State's enough to jump Georgia. Um, the fact that Ohio State and Georgia, Georgia's jumped us back and forth a couple times, leapfrogged us, I feel like that's one team that you could move up. Michigan, I don't know if it would be enough. They would just move up to two, assuming Georgia wins out. They go to two, we go to four? <laughs> Maybe. It depends. I mean, they might move Ohio State to like five or six. Just because they already hate us. Exactly, that's exactly <laughs> it. It's just it's them being haters. That's it. They'll be like, well, Tennessee, moving them up ahead of Ohio State just because fuck them. Uh, so we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm curious to see it. I like the new uh, system they're doing this year. And, and going forward, they're going to have the wider playoffs. I think it should be fun. I'm excited for it. I just hate college football that losing a regular season game can cost you your season. I, I, I never like that. Like one loss. And it's like, well, now you don't have a chance at a championship because you had one bad game. I think expecting essentially children – because these are college kids. They're 18, 19 years old. Some of them maybe even 17. Like, they're young as fuck. I, I don't even consider them. They're not ready to be adults yet. You're expecting children to be perfect in order to get a, a championship. I feel like that's too much. Imagine if they did that in the NFL. Like, <laughs> if you lose, you're fucked. Like, you're done. Like, the NFL, you, teams that win Super Bowls lose, like, five, six games a year. Eight games a year. Yeah. yeah. Or you could yeah, you could slide in at 500 as a wildcard team and win a Super Bowl. In, in college, if you lose one game, there's a chance your whole season's fucked. And it sucks because, again, look at the SEC. You've got Tennessee. You've got Alabama. You've got LSU. You've got Georgia. You've got all these teams in the SEC that have to play each other. So some teams are going to get completely fucked for a championship opportunity just because you have to play a really hard regular season schedule. So I've never liked that with college football. That's always been a big bugaboo of mine. But it is what it is. They've been doing it forever. I don't think they're going to change it anytime soon on my behalf. They're definitely not going to change yeah, it. They're, they're making a shitload of money, and they're counting every, every cent of it. And rub it in our faces. Fuck them kids. They hate those kids. <laughs> That's more money in their pockets. They're not giving shit to kids. That might be Lex Vegas' good name, NCAA. Because he fucked them kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of Lex Vegas, you can check him out on Thursday nights. We're kind of guiding him in tomorrow, though, the whole Thursday night show. When does, uh, does Dub start this week? Uh, I believe Dub starts this week. I think he does. Hell yeah, so we got a new show Thursday at, uh, do you remember the time for the show? I believe it's 3 to 4. 3 to 4? All right, check that out. We have brand new to Redline Radio. You give him a shout. Uh, tell him tell him talking about Ball sent you. And then before, uh, or after, I'm sorry, after uh, Lex Vegas, you have Club Pizzle on Thursday nights also. That's all Studio One. They're, uh, what is it? Hashtag for the culture. That's for the culture. For the culture. Check them out Thursday nights. Also on Thursday nights, you can check out Broad Street South and Money's Crazy Soundtrack. Friday nights, you, of course, have the grapevine. You've got Money's Crazy Mind. Saturdays, you have TMI. You have 4th and 15. You have Cocktails with Jen Jen. So many fucking shows. I talk about them every week. I hope you guys are actually watching them because I don't say this shit. Uh, I, I mean everything that I say when I talk about it. Redline has good entertainment every single day. If you miss an episode, go back and check it out later. You're okay. It's okay. You don't have to wait. If you miss it live, make a note. Go back and check it out. You, you didn't miss it forever. Yeah. You can watch it 10 times. Please do that. We're talking about balls. Let's boost our numbers up. I'm trying to hit 10,000 views this month. I'm trying to do it. Has anybody ever hit 10,000? Uh, I think somebody who's close. Okay. I think everybody hit 10,000. All right. Let's get talking about balls to 10,000 views this month, everybody. Or Timbuktu. I want somebody in this room right now to hit 10,000 views. I don't give a shit if it's me or him. I just want somebody to hit this record. Let's do it. I got to make the most popular show first. I ain't even got to. I have faith in you, Tim. <laughs> yeah. 
I have, I want everybody home. That's, that's an early, just the tip. My tip for everybody is to fucking watch Tim Buck Tuesdays and make sure you're watching any show from November. Let's jack those numbers up. Let's get them up. Let's help him out. Uh, Sundays, you've got Kevin Kwan, professional and professionals, medium ratchet and the steel city running lates. Maybe. I don't really know. I don't know their schedule anymore. Um, I know Dave's in Vegas. I don't know when he comes back. So I don't even know if he'll be in town for this Sunday. Uh, not this Sunday. Like okay. Last week they didn't have a show, so I don't. I don't know when their show is going to be on. I, I know this week I'll probably be watching Yellowstone. The new season starts on Sunday night, yeah. so there's a good chance I might have Steel City on my phone and Yellowstone on the TV. I watched the show Yellowstone. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I've seen pieces of it. I've seen people turn it on. So I just started watching it last season because all the hype. Matter of fact, it might have been Dave. When I, I it, honestly, that might have been who I heard it about from too. Honestly. Yeah. I, I checked it out. It's an okay show. I don't. No, it's not bad. It's not bad. I just don't get the hype where everyone's like, "It's the greatest show I've ever seen." Like, it's it's okay. Like, it's the Western show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They work on a ranch and shit. Yeah. Which again, if you think Yellowstone is the best show you ever watched, may I implore you check out The Sopranos? Maybe that's a much better show in my opinion. It's just it's really good. If you like Yellowstone, you probably would like The Sopranos, and The Sopranos is a thousand times better than Yellowstone. So check it out. It really is. It's it's real, real shit. The Dutton Ranch and Yellowstone, like. They're all badasses and like fighting bad guys and shit. Like that's so fake. That doesn't happen. This is fucking 2022. There's not cowboys out there fighting people. Like no country for old men. I love that movie, by the way. It's like that. Like it's been in the episodes. But even even not even as cool. Like at least no country for old men. He's robbing drug dealers right on the border of Mexico. You've got like drug cartels and shit. That's badass. I love that kind of shit. Yellowstone is just a bunch of fucking hillbillies in the middle of like Wyoming or whatever. They're just fighting each other for land and stuff. I don't know. It's boring as shit in 2022. I don't want to see a bunch of guys with smartphones fighting over land. This isn't like Christopher Columbus discovering America. Why are we fighting for land? I don't get it. Um, I'm going to have to go on Monday night, just therapy and invent because I need some therapy talking about all this shit. So check that out on Monday nights, just therapy. Tuesdays, you've got, of course, my man Tim Buck too. He's rocking shit at Studio One from six to eight. And then you have... Gary Winter Live, Tuesday night's also spinning the hits. And based on, I, I haven't had a chance to check it out much. I've listened to Gary Winter's music sometimes when I get a chance. Um, but he plays some good-ass songs. Dave always sends me links, and I'm like, really holy shit, like, it's good music. He's really good. I got the chance to really like see a full set when he did the, uh, the Crystal Power. That's right, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's 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 amazing. Like He, he keeps it lively. Like, he's really a disc jockey. Like, he's yeah, amazing. he's a pro, absolutely. Yeah. That's badass. I, I love that shit. That's shit that that's that's why I do this. I wanted to do podcasting and then shit because I listened to other shows. Um, and then of course you have Broad Street South, and then Wednesdays. Don't forget about She Vibes. They're on right now. I think they start at eight thirty. Yeah, literally, literally just, literally just right on the. Look at how fucking good we are. We timed that up perfectly. She Vibes start right now, so check them out. Uh, they're going to be doing a remote uh, next week, right? Next week it should be. Next week at Lucy's Steak and Seafood and Shenanigans, which is of course a sponsor for. Red Line Radio. Look at that fucking transition. See how good we are, Tim. This is what we do. Lucy's Shenanigans Seafood and Steakhouse. They're located at 2218 Broadview Road, Cleveland, Ohio, United States, 44109. Michelle and the staff at Lucy's are always committed to giving their guests the best experiences. Join them every Friday night for karaoke. And of course, all your hometown sports games. Give them a call at 216-675-0013. Two things about that. First one, karaoke is not just Friday. They also do it on Wednesdays. There will be karaoke after the next Talking About Balls event. Because uh, I have to go up there and, and I'm, I'm not leading off, by the way. I want other people to warm up the crowd, but I'm not starting off. I appreciate that. Are you going to do uh, Fuck You by uh, Probably CeeLo? I love that song. Their favorite song. I love that song, every, so I'm okay with that. Every time I do that song, they give me free food. Really? Yes, it is amazing. And every time I get their food, 
as good as their food is, it always makes you go to the bathroom. Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, that's going to happen. Like, I, when we were there last time, Kyle got the lobster mac and cheese, which sounds fucking amazing. Yeah. He said it was great. But I know what mac and cheese does to me if I get it at a bar. I immediately got to go to the bathroom. So I'm like, that's something. If I order it, I got to get that to go because I need to be on my home turf. Right. You know what I mean? And, and when I go, after I go, I have to call Smith Train Service LLC. He's clogging them pipes. Man, <laughs> because they are the local, our local uh, drain cleaning experts. I need those experts to clean all my lines afterwards. Because they, they special in main sewer lines, bathtub, because I got to get in the bathtub. After 100%. You got to scrub, man. That's, right. that's like you got to use the loofah and then burn it afterwards. Right. Like that, thing, <laughs> that thing is war tested. It's seen some shit. <laughs> My loofah has PTSD after I eat mac and cheese at a bar. <laughs> Dude, they do laundry lines, septic lines, kitchen sink lines, board drains. Downs fights is so much, so, so much more. They are family owned and operated. So if you need any services like this because you destroy toilets like I do, call Smith Drain Service today at 440-242-8704. Now, I personally have never done karaoke in my life. Really? Never once. I sing all the time. I love music. I sing all the time. I've just never done karaoke. Um, so I don't know how I'm going to do. I assume I'm going to be terrible. Yeah. But there's a small percentage that I kill it. And if that's the case... Maybe the local band Bad Juju. Maybe they need somebody to do a little backing vocals. They need a little help. They want to. They want a surprise guest to come out on stage. I'd be more than okay with doing it. Bad Juju is, of course, the official band of Redline Radio. Give them a call at 440-225-0511. Check out their Facebook page, Bad Juju. They're constantly touring. They're doing shows all over Ohio, all over the country. Really, they they travel. Um, they do really fun shit. They were doing a promotion last year where you could buy a ticket and you get to be yeah. on a party bus with them. So you get to hang out with them and party. They go do a show, and you get to watch the show, and then they come back on the party bus, and you keep partying with the fucking band. How cool is that? That's such a great idea, honestly. That's pretty sweet. Like, that's marketing 101. I love that idea. I would love to do that. So, Dave, let's try to set that up. Let's do a bad juju talking about balls, Redline Radio, like, mashup. I want to fucking do that. I think that'd be really fun. That could be pretty sweet. I think that would be cool. I swear, if they put you on the squad, like, there'd be nobody that could stop me from getting a JG. Fuck yeah. Like, I'm going to have so much JG merch that Incredible Key Takes is going to have to make it. They're going to need to hire extra people for this holiday season to get all that JG merch. They're going to need to because I'm putting it on every T-shirt, every cup, every binder. Rightfully every so. And everything they can make for me customized. Everything they can customize for me. They, since they are the official provider for Redline Radio LLC and our show host, I might as well go through them to get all the JG merch. Why not? I get that discount. You get some sweet-looking shit. I saw the, the, the cup. I'll never forget seeing it, that, that mug that Dave had. With the Steel City logo on it, yeah. they made him beautiful. I hate Pittsburgh. I hate the color yellow, and I fucking I was kind of jealous of that mug. Actually, I'm not gonna lie to you. I would maybe ask for a different color, but other than that, it looked flawless. It was pretty sweet. So if you want a cup like that, you can call them at four four zero two four two nine six four eight, or you can go to their website at incrediblekeepsakes.com. As Diane will say, cherish moments are made to last forever. Yes, they are. Um, now, I am gonna get punished. My karaoke punishment is real. I'm also making a hell of a comeback with the NFL picks, and that punishment is a tattoo, which we need to set that up with Dave. We got to go see our boy Riley over at Tattoo Therapy. Oh, yeah. That's the only that. place to go to. I feel like how fitting we decide to do a contest where a tattoo is the punishment, and a week or two later, we start working with a tattoo company. I feel like that's fate. That was meant to be. Yeah. So Tattoo Therapy, Inc., they are the official tattoo parlor of Redline Radio and Money's Crazy Mind. Uh, Riley Chase and the team are considered some of the most elite tattoo artists in Northeast Ohio. Bring your idea to them. They have great artists. They're going to draw your shit up. They're going to work with you. You don't just have to go in and pick something off the wall or they're not going to force a design on you. They're going to work with you. They're going to make sure what you want 
is what they put on your body forever because tattoos are permanent. You got to really think about it. I personally don't. I'm the kind of guy that I'll show up, look at the wall and go, fuck it, throw it on me because I don't care. Other people, they actually do put a little thought into their tattoos and I fully respect that. So go to Tattoo Therapy Inc. Bring them your idea. They're going to work with you. They are located in the Greenbrier Shopping Center. Give them a call at 440-747-7130. Tell them Redline sent you. I wonder how Kyle is doing out there in Vegas, man. Because I know he's thinking about if he can get these picks right and make sure that you're, if you get this tattoo that you're talking about. I wonder if he stopped at Rusty Poon's Solero. I hope so. While he was out there. Because it is located in Vegas and it's voted the best, biggest hole in the wall. And in there out there for two years. And I truly, when I hear dive bar, hole in the wall, anything like that, my ears perk up. I'm like, where's this? I have to be there. Other people are like into fancy shit. They like, oh, I want a nice brewery with a thousand different taps and this and that. And me, I'm like, dive bar, you say. People still smoke in there, even though it's illegal. They don't serve food. That's my kind of place. I love that shit. There's going to be a fight. I want to see somebody get dragged across the bar like in an old Western. I've always wanted to see that. I'm hoping Rusty Spur might be the place. You never know. I'd be. Go check it out. And of course, we're at, Red, we're at Growing Wings Adult Services Studio Number Two. They are the official state of the art, uh, or the official sponsor of the state of the art studio number two. Um, Growing Wings Adult Services has over seven years of experience taking care of adults with disabilities. For more information, call Lisa at 234-334-7547. They do great work. I know Grapes working with them. Uh, there's a lot of people that need help. And any any person, in my opinion, that helps others. Is, it's amazing. I, I love that kind of shit. It like, really makes me happy to see people helping others, especially ones that really need it. So Growing Wings is a great, great service. The people helping them, I see great posts and videos all the time. It looks yeah. like everybody's everybody gets along well. They're really well taken care of. It's really making those people's day every day when somebody gets to go and put a smile on their face. So, I, like, I like the fact that Grape is out there too. Because Grape actually cares. He's a like, great personality. Like, he's a great guy to boost your spirits. Like He's so fun. I love Grape. He is definitely fun. That's why I love doing his show when we're at Studio One. Yeah. You know, I love being here at Studio Two. Absolutely. But Detroit Auto Parts is a home of Studio One. 100%. Being there. That's my favorite place. So That's the I, OG spot. That's where, Those are your roots. Spot. It is, basically. <laughs> it's definitely, you know... I, I love I love being there, and Detroit Auto Parts is the official parts store of Red Line Radio and the home of Studio One. Uh, they have two convenient locations: one on the east side, which is on 200 and Euclid. Um, that that number is 216-531-7373, or the west side, which is the one we are always at, which is on Pearl and Burger. Um, that that number is 216-398. 7373. And if you mention Redline Radio, you will get 10% off your purchase. Go to Detroit Auto Parts, people. Stop fucking around. Why are you going anywhere else? All right, with that being said, let's get into picks. It's time for week 10. It's time for me to make my triumphant comeback. Kyle has already submitted his picks, and they will be read by our very own Tim Buck, too. And again, I'm giving Tim full liberty. If he wants to change any of Kyle's picks, I'm all for it. I think that's awesome. I think that's that's a sacrifice Kyle took. By not being here today, his picks could be changed. You know, I'm not going to. Although, like that. yeah, Tim, Tim already had said he's going to. He'll, he'll give his own personal thoughts with an asterisk next to it, just to kind of keep track of like, here's who I would have taken, and we'll see if that pays out. We'll find out. Uh, we'll start off with Thursday night. I think we're going to get a pretty general consensus on this one. Atlanta and Carolina battle of the NFC South. As surprising as this is. Atlanta's battling for first place because that division sucks so bad. Nobody <laughs> saw this coming. Tampa Bay is not very good. New Orleans is not very good. Carolina, we all knew wasn't going to be good, but they're living up to the hype. Um, Atlanta, surprisingly decent in a very bad division. So it's a huge game. On the road, though, for Atlanta, 
Carolina showed a little bit of life at home. They showed no life in Cincinnati on Sunday. I think knowing that their run defense is garbage and Joe Mixon ran a mud hole through them, I think they're going to do the same thing with Cordero Patterson. I think it's going to be a pretty easy win for, for Atlanta, in my opinion. Yeah, um, and Kyle actually has the same thing. He, he really thinks it's going to be Atlanta. Um, he, I, I actually look at it this way, too. Carolina is kind of not. They're just not it like right now. They've been very <laughs> Jekyll and Hyde. I think, I think a lot of it was they were kind of just they, – they, they had a lot of confidence because they had just fired their coach. They had just traded Christian McCaffrey. So everybody else on the team is going – Fuck, they don't believe in us. They think we're going to suck. They went out there and they're like, we're going to prove it to the world. They went out and they beat Tampa Bay by a lot, actually. Yeah. And then the next week, you're like, okay, is Carolina really good? And then they get fucking embarrassed by Cincinnati. And you're like, okay, no, that's the Carolina we expected to see. Yeah. And I think they're going to they're going to stay at that reality for the rest of the season. Um, yeah, so Atlanta's four and five, Carolina's two and seven. So give me and I give give everybody on the show Atlanta. Yeah, I'm going Atlanta, even if Kyle didn't say Atlanta. <laughs> He definitely did. I don't think he's that dumb. <laughs> he may be letting me make a comeback, but I don't even think he would think about picking Carolina. Um, we have our first game in Germany in NFL history. Seattle Seahawks against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Sunday morning, 9.30 a.m., Munich, Germany. First time ever playing in Germany. I think that would be pretty cool. I've heard a lot of things today, like, not mixed, but like really good things about it. I didn't realize how big uh, American football is in Germany. There were people saying that, like, there was a waiting list of 600,000 people trying to get tickets to this wow. game. So they obviously had to turn a lot of people away. If that was accurate, I heard on the radio this morning, he said 600,000. Fuck yeah, that's insane. That's an insane. Um, especially for it being two random ass teams. Like, I think it's more so these people just want to see live football because they've never experienced it, which is awesome too. But like, it's I can't imagine there's a ton of Tampa Bay or Seahawks fans in Germany, but I don't know. I guess you could really be a fan of any team when you're, international like that because you have no ties to anything well then you also had the legion of boom you know uh, and yeah, that's the other thing yeah seattle's been in the playoffs recently they yeah. they won a super bowl within the last you know 10 years tampa bay just won a super bowl they have yeah. tom brady so th at least if you're in germany and you're watching nfl network you're seeing a lot of these teams, seeing these teams yeah for sure um I, I think also you got thinking about you know what seattle's known for and that's their noise being one of the loudest stadiums absolutely yeah like the 12s 12th man or whatever the fuck yeah. you call them so being in Germany, I'm pretty sure they're like, you know what, we got to show them that we can be just as loud as them. I think it's going to be wild. I'm really excited to wake up and watch that game. Yeah, and I, I love morning Sunday morning football when they're overseas or, or whatever, just because I barely have woken up. I like make, make a pot of coffee, and I'm like, shit, football's starting up. It's fucking yeah, awesome. I love it. It's better than watching the, the church stuff. That's yeah, I don't want to watch like fucking uh, <laughs> Ainsley, yeah, good, good Morning America or something like that on Sunday. Like, who gives a shit about that? I don't care. <laughs> I don't have time for that. I want to watch football from sunup to sundown. Right. Um, but yeah, it should be great. I mean, I know the Browns are really, really beloved worldwide. Yeah. Like the Browns have the Browns backers club. So they have fan bases all over the world. Um, we we were in England fuck, like three or four years ago. I think they played the Vikings. Yeah. I remember that. So we're due, we're due back. I'm sure probably within the next couple of years. Um, but to be the first teams to ever play in Munich, I think is awesome. So there was a lot of debate of like, where should the NFL go next? That's never seen a football game. And I think playing in Munich is a great start. If the fan base is as big as it's reported, yeah. I think it should be epic. I'm really excited to see the fans. I think the more and more they play overseas, I think it's going to, you know, it's going to make sure. 100%. Yeah, you, you, you're globalizing your brand. Yeah. It's like the NBA. 
The NBA probably has more fans in China than any other country. Yeah. But they yeah. all play in America, so it's fucking weird how that works out. But more power Except to him. Taco, Taco, Taco Falls over there killing it. You see him just yeah. dunking on fuckers. Like, he looks like an MVP. And when he comes to the, it shows you the difference in talent. Because when he plays in, in, in the pros in the NBA, he could barely touch the court. Like, he's yeah. not very good. Over there, dominating yeah, everybody. It's crazy how that shit works. That just, again, it shows you the talent level of NBA players. But Kyle has Seattle for the winners. I think he goes to that noise. This was a torn one for me, honestly. This was one that I've been debating all day. I we're gonna differ. This is either gonna make a tie or this is gonna this is gonna separate Kyle a little bit more. I'm going Tampa Bay. I gotta stick with Brady. When he came back with a minute left, it kind of made me think this team woke up. Uh Seattle's had a really, really good year. I'm not taking anything away from them. They're six and three. Um, but they've also struggled a little bit on offense. Last week, especially against Arizona, Gino made some really bad decisions. Luckily, it was against Arizona. I think Tampa Bay has a great defense still. They're not a very good team on offense right now, but their defense is still top tier. So I think their defense is going to contain Gino a little bit, and I think Brady's going to wake up. So I'm going Tampa Bay. A little yeah. bit of a differing pick. I can't be mad at you for that, This game was really a coin toss, especially because there's no, there's no home field advantage when you're playing in Munich. So I can't go like, well, it's a coin flip. I'm going with the home team. Technically, Tampa Bay is considered the home team, but obviously it's in Munich, so there's no real home home field advantage. Um, I'm just going with Tom Brady over Geno Smith, basically, is what I'm boiling this down to, and I feel like that's a fair take. Yeah, that's pretty fair. I'm over here so blurry. I'm trying to fix myself. Oh, yeah, I noticed that. You got, <laughs> Tim's out of focus right now. It'll work out. Um, next up, you have Minnesota against Buffalo. This is an interesting pick because I have to put an asterisk on this one. Kyle went with Buffalo. I am going with Buffalo. However... The asterisk will be, if Josh Allen doesn't play, I'm going Minnesota. And I feel like I'll allow I'll allow that for Kyle. I feel like he would want that also. I think yeah. it's only fair. So I'll put that on there. If Josh Allen does not play, we're both going Minnesota. Uh, I'm, I'm going to stick with Buffalo either way. Really? Okay. Yeah, only because I feel like they're gonna, they have to show that they can do it without Josh and I also think they're they're going to be really fucking mad after what the Jets did to them last week. Yeah. But they just have so many injuries, and that's what I learned uh, watching them against the Jets. I think Minnesota is going to really pound the rock because uh, Buffalo could not stop the Jets' rushing attack last week. Zach Wilson didn't have to do shit. Uh, Brees Hall was out. They had James Robinson and Michael Carter, and those guys were just eating up the fucking defense on Buffalo, who's supposed to be one of the best defenses in football. Right. They could not stop the Jets' run game. So I'm very curious to see what's going to happen because I think – Kirk Cousins is a – he's not a great quarterback, but he's a better quarterback than Zach Wilson. Yeah. And you have uh, Justin Jefferson. You've got newly acquired uh, TJ Hawkinson. You have uh, what uh, Adam Thielen. You have Dalvin Cook. You've got some really talented players on offense there that I don't think Buffalo is going to be able to match up with with all these injuries. Um, so this is really a 50-50 pick, even without uh, Josh Allen. Part of me wants to pick Buffalo. I'm kind of with you on that, Tim. Yeah. But just because there's a tattoo at stake, I have to go with my gut. So I'm going <laughs> Buffalo with an asterisk, and that's, of course, with Josh Allen. So I will write that up now. Buff with an asterisk. I'm just taking me off the screen because I'm a police. No worries at all. You're always here in spirit. You're like my guardian angel talking down to me right now. Uh, next up, we have Detroit and Chicago, a battle of the NFC North. And both of these teams can't find wins, barely. I mean, again, the, the Lions just beat the Packers, but it was ugly. And Chicago looked really good against a pretty decent Miami Dolphins team. With that being said, I'm with Kyle. Kyle went with Chicago. 
I am also going to go with Chicago. I think Justin Fields against – I think the true Detroit Lions show up this week because they're not facing Aaron Rodgers. So I think Justin Fields is going to have himself a day, and I am going to go with Chicago. Uh, clearly, he goes, you know, Cowboys with Chicago. But I think I think Detroit takes one more. Feeling it, okay. Yeah. A little, little, little momentum for them? Just a little bit. Okay. Because I mean, that, I mean, yeah, I understand the Packers stuff right now. But you still have. I'm writing all these down. I want to. See. So you said you took Seattle. I did. Okay, so you got Seattle. Um, you're going with Buffalo. I did stay with Buffalo. Regardless, yeah. and then you're going with okay Detroit. Yeah. I'm right. I'm keeping these down. Like Tim's got his own row going on right now. <laughs> I want to see how this works out. Hey, I, I even put my record. Up if if up, you so. fucking if if you sweep all this shit, then I'm <laughs> I'm coming to you every week before before we start the show. Just don't tell Kyle. Right. <laughs> No, I just think, uh, you know, they have a little bit of confidence knowing that they beat one of the better quarterbacks in the, in the league. Um, I agree. I, I, I think um, so, too. And if, you, if you have the right coaching, I feel like you can hold that momentum a little bit. Even if you don't do – even if they don't win, I think it'll be a close game. Yeah. I mean, Chicago was kind of in a tank mode. They traded away two of their best defensive players because they're kind of fully expecting the season to be over. And then Justin Fields is just not really letting them die. Um so kudos to him for how well he's been playing. We'll see what happens. I mean, they're at home. You expect to play well at home. Detroit isn't really that far from Chicago, so it's not like they're traveling, a, you know, a thousand miles away or something like that. You know, yeah. pretty close in proximity. Uh, we'll see. That's a good pick, though. That's it's a, it's a close game. I think the spread was only like two, three points, something like that, if I'm not mistaken. It wasn't big at all. So even Vegas thinks this could be a close game. I'm just going with the home team, going with Justin Fields, rolling with the hot hand. Uh, next up, we have Denver against Tennessee. This is another weird game because if Ryan Tannehill does not play, I, I'm going with Denver. But if Ryan Tannehill does play, I want to go with Tennessee. So this is an asterisk game for me. Kyle went with Tennessee. I am going Tennessee, asterisk, Tannehill. <laughs> Tennessee, Tannehills. Because if he doesn't play, I cannot go with Malik Willis because Malik Willis looked like shit against the Chiefs last week. And he's going up against Denver, who may suck overall, but they have one of the better defenses in football. So I think they're really going to make life miserable for Malik Willis. Do you think, uh, do you think Russell Wilson's going to have? No, no, not at all. I just think Malik Willis is going to make a shitload of mistakes that Denver will capitalize on. I don't think it's going to be like Russell Wilson's breakout game by any stretch. It might be like a three to nothing win just because they kept Malik Willis out of the end zone. But I, I, after what I saw against Kansas City, he did not look good. And Again, Denver, on offense, they're ass, but defensively, they are one of the better defenses in football. Yeah. So if Kansas City was able to shut down the entire passing offense of Tennessee, Denver should really have no problem doing that as well. Yeah. So I'm going with Denver, or with Tennessee, only if Tannehill plays. I have no And then, yeah, Kyle went with Tennessee also. I, I, I'll text oh, him. I'm a, I thought you said it, so I didn't. Oh, no, my bad. No, no, you're fine. I think I did, actually, maybe. Uh, but I was going to say the same thing. I assume he'll want the asterisks on there. I'll, I'll, I'll text him before the game, and I'll ask him. Um, but I'll make the note for me. Speaking of Kansas City, they host Jacksonville. Uh, this one, no-brainer. Kansas City, I think, is going to win pretty fucking easily. Jacksonville's not a very good team. Uh, Kansas City's getting hot. They're working in Kadarius Tony. Huge trade for them. Another weapon on offense. Their defenses look pretty good. I think Kansas City wins this one really easily. I will say another thing about Kansas City: it's hard for me to bet against them. Like the games that they they should win, they they win. But the ones that they should they should lose. Like yeah, this is one where it's like fuck. They might lose to the, the Jaguars because they beat all the teams they're supposed to. Or the, like the hard fucking games, they yeah. win all those. 
Like they just got done beating the shit out of Tampa Bay a few weeks ago, which of course Tampa Bay is having a down year, but still, it's still an impressive win because they still have a good defense. Right. So I don't know. I, I feel like they, you know, it's hard for me to bet against those guys. They, they that, good, for me, Kansas City's like a factory. They just keep getting better. Like they lost yeah. Tyreek Hill, and you're like, oh no, they're gonna suck. They lost this offensive lineman. They lose this guy, and you're like, oh no, what's gonna happen? And they just keep winning. Nothing changes. Nothing changes. It's just a great team, well coached by Andy Reid. Uh, so yeah, for me, they're the no brainer pick. But yeah, this could be an upset special. Tim, keep your eye on it. If, if Jacksonville pulls away the victory, you heard it here first. Tim's Tim's got some notes. He's he's letting everybody know. If you're out there gambling, you're gonna you're gonna pay attention to what Tim has to say about that. And I agree with him too. This is kind of the game. It's a, they call it a trap game in sports. Of like, Kansas City looks at this, they're going, all right, we play Jacksonville, but they're really looking at next week's opponent, going, and Jacksonville is gonna be easy. Exactly. So it's a trap game. You overlook your opponent. Uh, next up, we have Cleveland and Miami, but we're going to skip this one first because we always do this one at the end, so we'll get to that one later. Uh, Houston and New York. Uh, for me, the Giants, easy. Houston, again, they're one of the worst teams in football. The Giants, surprisingly, they're really good, even though their offense is not normal. They they don't let Daniel Jones throw the ball a ton. Their wide receivers get next to no touches. It is basically the Saquon Barkley show with a little bit of Daniel Jones sprinkled in. With that being said, Houston is ass. The Brandon Cooks doesn't even want to touch the field for them. Uh, Davis Mills stinks. Damian Pierce is a good running back. Other than that, they have nothing on offense. So I think the Giants win this one pretty easily. Kyle has the Giants as well. And I just want to say, fuck you. Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I hope I hope they lose their team. I hope they, they sell it and it just goes like somewhere else. Like I don't I don't care. I think Houston needs to not have a team anymore. I hope that uh in a year or so when Kareem Hunt's no longer on the team and we need a good backup. Houston will give us Damian Pierce because that guy's fucking good. So I really want, he's the only one I want on that team. I would settle for Brandon Cooks for the right price, but his contract is too high. Uh, but Damian Pierce, I really like. Everybody else sucks. So not a lot of talent on that team. And I think that's why New York is going to win this one pretty easily. Uh, next up, we have New Orleans against the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, at Pittsburgh. New Orleans looked like ass on Monday night. They really did. They looked terrible. Andy Dalton, the Red Rocket, looked like shit. Pittsburgh's coming off a bye week. TJ Watts trying to get back to practice. I don't know if he's playing or not. I'm really not sure. If anybody at home knows if he's projected to play, I'm not sure. Um, this is a tough one. Kyle went with Pittsburgh. He did. He went with I'm going New Orleans. I think Kenny Pickett sucks ass. I don't think being at home. I think New Orleans defense is way better than they looked on Monday night against the Ravens. And playing defense against Lamar Jackson is apples to oranges to playing against a team that's conservative like the Steelers. The Steelers offense... I love it because I'm a Browns fan. Today I'm looking at, at some people from Steelers that are reporters for the Steelers, and there's people comparing Najee Harris to Trent Richardson. They're already saying this guy's a bust. They're already calling him a bum. He's in year two. So the wheels are falling off in Pittsburgh. I hear the Steel City running lates. They talk about all the time. They want Tomlin fired. They want Matt Canada, their offensive coordinator, fired. They're indifferent about Kenny Pickett. They already hate Mitch Trubisky. He, he got signed for three years. They already hate him. They're moving on. They they wanted Claypool traded. They hate everybody on their team. To me, that shows a little dysfunction. Yeah. And I feel like New Orleans is going to take advantage of that. I think Pittsburgh is going to be playing the first game without Claypool. Uh, Kenny Pickett's got one less weapon. He's not a very good quarterback, so you take away somebody he could throw to. Give me New Orleans. I'll definitely pick Pittsburgh. Um, I don't know what he was thinking on that one. I have no idea because I was definitely going to say So, this this. <laughs> This might be the game where I take the lead because we have the two different games right now. So we'll see what happens. But there's another difference in picks. Uh, next up, we have, in my opinion, the game of the week. The Colts against the Raiders. Um, the Raiders. You've got 
brand new, literally never coached a day in his life, Jeff Saturday, with, I think the guy's name is Parks. His first name is Parks. He's this little nerdy white guy. Parks Frazier was some offensive coach for the Colts who has now been promoted to call the offense. Never done it in his life. Uh, if you look up this guy, he looks like he won a couple mathletes in, back in the day, some awards for that shit. Um, give me the Raiders. I'm just going strictly off experience here. You have a team as the Raiders who are in shambles. They're they're blowing leads left and right. They're not a very good team. There's rumors Josh McDaniels is going to get fired. But at least Josh McDaniels has coached before. Josh McDaniels has won Super Bowls as an offensive coordinator. He's now facing guys who have never done this a day in their life. For me, give me the Raiders, especially because they're at home too. Indianapolis has to go to Vegas, whole new coaching staff, brand new everything, never done this, try to stay focused, and then win a game. So the reason why. You have a lot of faith in the Colts this week. I know you do. So first off, I'm going to say Kyle takes the Raiders as well. He went with you. Um, he, he thinks Clearly, he thinks the same thing. Um, you guys are definitely smarter in football than <laughs> the decisions I'm going to make. <laughs> You're going with your gut, and that's all I can ask for. That's how I look at it. But the reason why I think that they have a chance, a big chance to win, basically kind of the same thing you said with the Chiefs game. They're looking into next week already. Yeah, they're, they're looking like, ahead. This, is, this game, we have nothing to worry about. They have too much fresh everything but when it comes to stuff like that you gotta say he's real nerdy he's analytical so yeah. he's gonna he's gonna be able to pick apart hey guys when this happens we can do this we can do this and now they're gonna be like look we're just trying stuff there's no pressure and that was the funny thing you, you mentioned analytics that's the funniest thing because when they did the press conference for this hire on monday night the owner of the colts basically was saying we hired this guy because he's never been a head coach we're like we love it he has no fear, no pressure, because he's never done this before. No and they said, he's not analytical. They're like, he's not going to, he doesn't have the years of experience of like, okay, on this situation, I do this, this situation, I do that. He's literally just up there like a guy playing Madden. Like, yeah, fuck it. Fourth down, let's right. see what happens. <laughs> so that could could work out in their favor. I mean, maybe they're like. For the first game. I don't see Yeah, it no, there's further, no long-term success. But the first game, why not? You got to. I, I'm really going. I'm, I'm Tim's really going indie. I, I wrote it down. Let's see what happens with that one. That's an interesting pick. Uh, next up, you have Dallas and Green Bay. For me, again, Green Bay sucks. I can't pick them again for the rest of the year until they show me something. So I got to go Dallas. Dallas is really like a strong. Yeah, um, Dak's healthy. They're good to go. Yeah, uh, it's really hard to, especially against with, with the Packers looking so bad. You can, it's hard to go against them. Yeah, no, I think everybody's on, a, on the same page there. Arizona and Los Angeles. This is an interesting one. Um, I'll give Kyle an asterisk for this one, too, because he took Los Angeles. And just today, the news broke. They put Matt Stafford in concussion protocol. Oh, wow. So he might not be able to go on uh, Sunday afternoon. We'll see what happens with that one. So for me, I'm going Rams with Stafford. Without, I'll go Arizona. And I think Kyle will would want the same thing. Again, I'll verify with him. Maybe he wants to stick with his picks. And he, he's cool with that. Um, but I'm going to go L.A. Rams with an asterisk. Yeah, I have no yeah, this one's a pretty pretty bad game. You just have two teams that are, they're both not good. Like both teams, you're, everyone watches every week, and you're like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, who is this team? You're watching this game strictly for entertainment. Yeah, like I want to see Kyler Murray yelling at his teammates. I love that sheah. shit. I also want to see DeAndre Hopkins get a couple touchdowns because I have him in fantasy. So please keep throwing him the ball. Uh, Sunday night football could be a good one, could be a dud. You've got the Bosa brothers, the Los Angeles Chargers against the San Francisco 49ers. Um, Chargers have looked very pedestrian, very beatable. A few late kicks here and there. Uh, won them games. A missed kick by the Browns won them a game. They're going up against San Francisco coming off a bye. 
newly acquired Christian McCaffrey looked amazing last time out. I don't think the Chargers have an answer for this offense and this defense, especially of San Francisco. I think San Fran wins pretty easily. I'm a big San Fran fan. Yeah. Uh, overall or just this week? Uh, overall. Oh, really? No yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I've always liked uh, Frank Gore. So okay, I, I like I, I liked him too. I liked him. T.O. was there with Jeff Garcia. Yeah, those yeah. those were fun teams. So, so I've, you know, it's hard for me to, to go against them. I, I love to have, usually have a really strong defense like every year. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't see see anything different this year. Yeah, the Chargers, I think they have too many injuries on offense. Last week, they were. I think they're going to be without him again. They were without Keenan Allen. They were without Mike Williams. Their offensive line's banged up. The defense is banged up. Give me the the Niners who are coming off a bye. And then Monday Night Football, the only undefeated team in football, the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Washington Commanders in Philly. I don't see Philly breaking their winning streak in this game. Washington's not very good. So give me Philly. Uh, Kyle had them as well. I think that's a pretty pretty easy pick. For everybody, I really like Kevin Hart. Like, hey. Loving Philly, just try to sneak on the field at the end of the game. I love that when they won the Super Bowl and like security didn't recognize him and they're like, "Get the fuck out of here!" and he's all wasted. He's like, "Oh, I'm Kevin Hart, what the fuck?" I love that video. All right, really quickly because we are late. I didn't realize how late it was. Um, Browns and Dolphins. Kyle went with. I'll let Tim do it. Sorry. He did. He went with the hometown team. Interesting game. Browns are coming off a bye week. Fun fact for everybody: Kevin Stefanski is. 2-0 after a bye week in his career as a head coach because he's only coached for two full seasons. He's never lost after a bye, but he's also, he's also never played a team as good as the Dolphins, I don't think. Uh, good news, the Browns did get Denzel Ward and Wyatt Teller back this week. We need Denzel, especially because the Dolphins' passing attack is absurd. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell are going to break records for yardage for a wide receiver duo. Uh, Tyreek Hill is already on pace for like 2,000-plus yards. It's insane. We... Didn't match up well against Tyreek Hill in the playoffs in 2000. We didn't match up well against him in week one last year. I don't see that getting better this week. I don't I don't know who on defense is going to keep up with him. Um, with that being said, I don't know if our offense can keep up with the Dolphins because they're just really good and our offense is good, but I don't know if we can keep up with them. Uh, we're really going to need a miracle. With that being said, I hate to do this, but I'm going with my gut. Give me the Dolphins. How could you do this to me, man? Because I need to make my comeback and win, so I have to. <laughs> I have to go with what I really feel and not with my heart. So I have to go with Miami. Um, I'm also hopefully doing reverse psychology. I'm more than okay with losing this one if that means a Browns victory. So yeah. if the Browns win and I lose this pick, deal. I'll trade that any every fucking week if that's what it takes. But I know we beat the the, the Bengals and they looked good. However, I need to make sure it's consistent. So I need to see it twice before I can really get confident in the Browns. So I have to pick against them. I can, I can understand that. Uh, I really think I need them to prove that Monday night wasn't a fluke. I really think we are on the up, uptick. I mean, I feel like we we've won like the games that we lost. Besides, obviously the New uh, England game, um, we've been right in it. We've been there within a, a touchdown every game. And I don't I don't think that this game is going to be any different. I feel like if anything, we're going to be. You know, we, we're off the break. Like everybody's yeah, everyone's healthy. They're all rested. That's how I, I hope that's the case. But, again, I'm, I got to go. I'm hope, Hopefully some reverse psychology. It's a win-win either way. Either the Browns get a victory and I'm really happy, or I get a win and I, I get a, I earn a game on Kyle. So it's a win-win for me. He went with the win-win. I'm okay with it.
All right. Yeah, not a whole lot to break down for this game. Again, it's Waddle and Tyreek Hill are going to fucking dominate. They have a really, really good running game because Mike McDaniel comes from San Francisco and they run that uh, that rushing attack that Shanahan runs. Um, Brown's run defense wasn't good for most of the season. They kind of stepped up lately. Hopefully they can do the same. But again, until I see it consistently, I, I don't really have faith in the Browns as an overall whole team. So stopping Tyreek Hill, stopping Jalen Waddle, stopping Tua, this whole offense, I hope they can do it, but I'm not too confident. So unfortunately, I have to go with Miami. And that is going to get us into just the tip. Timbuktu, the man, the myth, the legend. Start us off like always, my friend. So, so I don't have the picture uh, for what I actually wanted to show this week, um, but it is another comedy show. But this comedy show is a little different. Um, it is done by our very own Sean Boyd. Um, he is on every Monday from 7 to 9 with Just Therapy. But this week, this Monday coming up, he's doing a suicide uh, awareness uh, fundraiser comedy show. So it is, uh, you know, a lot of comedians are going to be showing on, show, uh, coming up, you know, doing sets and everything to show awareness for suicide and everything. And it's an, a fundraiser. Every, every proceed that is made goes to the suicide awareness. Um, it is, it's funny. I, uh, at the height of my life, or not the height of my life, I started comedy when, you know, I was at the best part of my life. I was just losing weight. I was... Uh, in the best mindset in my life completely but before literally right before i got to that point i was at the point where i was ready to commit suicide i literally had the gun in my hand and and no shit no no lie i had a gun in my damn hand. dude i'm sorry to hear that I'm, I'm happy you're with us i'll tell you that right now <laughs> yeah, i'm really happy you didn't do it <laughs> i'm happy i'm here too actually uh if i ever get the chance to meet uh jordan lucas there's a song called i'm sorry um uh, uh, and it literally it stopped me. It is because um, the the video reminded me of my, me and my cousin, my best friend. Mm -hmm. Like he's always said, like if I was to ever do anything stupid like that, he would kick my casket out. Like <laughs> so, it, it kind of just like it put me in a mindset, like you know, it would be more hurtful than absolutely. Hurtful. I mean, hurt, hurtful to everybody else than than helpful. Like I, I felt useless, mm -hmm. um, but I knew it would be even more of a, a a detriment if I was to do that. Plus, it would be very hard for my mom to get me out that car or anybody to get me out that car. Got that right. <laughs> and I did it. Like, so it would have been even Tim, more. Tim would need a couple extra Paul Bears, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, I, this is very important to me to be able to Absolutely. do this show. Um, and I, I appreciate it. We're actually going to stream it live on uh, Red Line Radio on uh, all our platforms Twitter, Twitch, uh, Facebook. Um, and uh, YouTube. Now, is it something you people can get tickets for? Uh, yes, you can actually go. It's in it's uh, the state uh, state route. Uh, what is it? It's uh, it's at the Funny Stop. Oh yeah, Cuyahoga Falls. Cuyahoga yeah. Falls. It's at the Funny Stop. I'm gonna pull up the flyer. Um, so after you finish your tip, I'll be able to show it up. Okay, um, I perfect. Didn't pull it up quick enough to have it on. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Hell yeah, man! Now that's a huge, great cause. We are talking about balls. I am very, very open about mental illness, I think that needs to be addressed by people. I think it's a good thing when people confront their issues. And I mean, again, I mean this sincerely. I'm happy you, I'm glad you didn't do it, Tim. I'm glad, I'm glad you're with us. Yeah, I'm glad too. I'm glad I didn't know you then, but uh, <laughs> you would have been missed. Somehow I would have felt the void. I feel like I'd, I'd have Lee over there doing the show right now. It just wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't be the same at all. I'm glad you stuck with us. Um, 
But no, all seriousness, guys, if you're out there and you're struggling mentally, talk to somebody. Uh, that's the stigma with people when they get that down. Like you said, you, you feel like you're worthless and it's better to be gone. Yeah. And then when you really put into perspective of how you're going to ruin all these people's lives around you, you don't think about that because you're, you're, I don't want to say selfish, but that's the word. You're only thinking about yourself. So you're so down. And then again, you don't realize there's people that have to carry on their lives. And now you're not here. You're gone. So you're, you have nothing to do with it now, but you ruin their lives or like fuck them up for a little bit. So definitely has a domino effect on people. Um, but again, reach out to people, talk, be open. There's no shame in it at all. It's, it's a very serious thing. That's my biggest issue. Even still after everything, I'm still very like, I'll, I'll, I'll be able to function. I'll be fine. I'll be able to make it. Yeah, I mean, that's just, the, about it. I feel like that's just a manly thing. Like most men are yeah. just like, I'm going to bottle it up. I got to do this because it's just the way you were kind of taught. It was yeah. 50 years ago, men didn't have mental illnesses. When, when in actuality they did, it's just, we didn't have the science back then. So guys would, that's what, guys would beat their kids. They beat their wives. They would go out drinking and they didn't have DUIs. So you could be an alcoholic and go to work drunk. There weren't rules. There weren't laws. Now we're catching up and everything's kind of working out and it's showing, I think society can get better with help. Everybody just talks to each other, express yourself. If you're having a bad time, if you're having a bad day, let somebody know people can help you. That's what friends are for. That's what family's for. That's what friends are for. Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, all seriousness, honestly, that's a great cause. So check that out on Monday night. I'll definitely be streaming into that. No doubt about it. Uh, my tip this week while Tim pulls up his picture, was a horror movie. I watched a shitload of them in the month of October, and I, I have a lot that I want to put up for my tips. The first one, for or the one for this week, I should say, is Smile. It's a movie that is should be coming to on demand soon. I found a copy of it online. Don't tell the feds, but uh, I watched a copy of it, and it was a really good movie. I thought it was really fun. It was original. It was a different take. It kind of was like The Ring, where there's a curse that travels if you happen to see something you have you know a week or so to to figure it out because it's going to haunt you for the week and then you're going to end up dead so there's a line of it goes back to okay this person had it first and then this person then they're like holy shit it goes back even further um really good jump scares cool premise different um but overall it was actually a good movie i actually liked it i'm 2022 has been a very good year for horror especially lately with Last week, I did Terrifier 2. The week before that, I did Barbarian. Um, the first half of the Brown season has been scary. Uh, a lot of good horror in 2022. Smile, another one on my list. Next week, I'll probably have another horror movie, if I'm being honest. Maybe two. Maybe I'll double dip. Maybe I'll go two tips. That's not it's not unheard of. <laughs> double penetration for just a tip. You never know what you're going to get here talking about balls. Well, technically, they get three tips. That's true. If I do two, we got four. Yeah, right. I don't even know where that fourth one's going to go because there's really only we, we really might have to do some DP. We'll see what happens on that. Um, the computer's not allowing me to be great, so I can't get the picture. Okay. Well, uh, Tim's going to Tim can post the picture on his social media, so check out. You'll have that on like Facebook, right? I'm sure you'll yeah, post it. Yeah, I'll have it, I'll have it posted on Facebook. Put it in I'll, your story or something? Yeah, and I also showed it on my show yesterday. So Okay, um, I didn't see it. Okay. Yeah, it's, a, it's what I showed right at the beginning of the show. Okay, I got on late, so that's why. Yeah, it could be. Um, And I had it on break, too, so anytime I was on break. Was oh, okay. Fire. I had the funny business, which I talked about last week. Yep, that's um, the 18th, right? Yep, yeah, yeah, that's at Lucy's. Next Friday, then Lucy. We'll promote that again next week for sure, because I'll be swinging by after I'm on with Lee. Yeah, um, and then uh, also the, the the funny stop show. Hell yeah! 
which is on the 14th. So check that out Monday night. Again, if you can't be there in person, check it out on Red, Redline Radio. It'll be streaming on all platforms. Uh, tune in. Great cause. And, I mean, it's stand-up comedy. You can't go wrong with that. Who doesn't, want, who doesn't want to laugh? Right. We're going to talk about sad shit in a funny way. Come on. That's what I love about comedy. Right. <laughs> all right, everybody. Uh, that's going to do it for Talking About Balls. On behalf of everybody here, America's not a country. It's just a business. Now fucking pay me. Bitch. Thank you, everybody.